Oh, never mind. I got it. It just it just popped up. We're awesome. Good. All right, here we go, folks. Finally. And now the movie, folks. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Here we go. We're gonna start the show. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining us, RC After Hours. Here we are back in the studio. Feels like it's been forever, Mike, since we've been in here. I don't know why. Good so, morning, everyone. So let's get right into it. Thanks for joining us live on Facebook. We got a guest with us today that we haven't talked to for a while. As you've already heard, Mike the Elevator Coolant <laughs> in the studio. Hello, everyone. Uh, Great. Elevator? Crazy, yeah, uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, the crazy Canadian up there in the Great White North, Andre Good the man. Tree Russo. <laughs> and joining us today, our special guest, everybody's favorite contaminated Swede, the Bushman with the beard, <laughs> David Vendenstall. Hey, how's it going? How are you doing up there or over there? I think he's yeah, living I'm in a shack the way he looks. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Mike. Thank you. David, do you know who Ted Kaczynski is? <laughs> no. Okay, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> You're going <I>, bomb. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We're just kidding with you, Dave. Honest. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. I can take it. <laughs> oh, Welcome, everybody. Thanks for joining us again. Here we are. Uh, David, we haven't talked to you for a while. Um, well, I mean, we've chatted a little bit here and there, but the, our fans and everybody else probably don't know what's going on. And you put out a little teaser yesterday. Now, here, here's a funny thing, David. Um, at Flight Fest, I had a lot of people asking about you. Hey, where's David? Oh, they were really bummed David Including wasn't me. here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of people. You know, I know Frank's joining us here on Facebook live, and uh, he was asking a lot of questions. I said, don't worry. David is very busy. He's doing a lot of work, but I can't tell you what he's doing. But let me just say it is epic and it is going to be awesome and cool. So finally, you put out that teaser. So just talk about it a little bit, yes. you know, what you're doing, what you have been doing and why are you doing this? That's what really, you know, when you first when you first told me what you're doing, I'm like, you're what you're you're are you're what? So talk about it. All right. It's a uh, uh, kind of new YouTube show-ish type of thing. I'm trying on the channel. I wanted to do something a little bit, uh, yeah, crazy, fun, something that's, uh, I don't know, just destroy stuff. That's fun. It's, uh, so explaining it, it's called Rocket Knife. And it's a rocket with a knife on it. <laughs> and that's that. That's it, really. 
<laughs> is it like a uh well i saw i saw the video but i know some knives are real do you sharpen that thing like ridiculously or i'm just curious not 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 really you don't need to uh, huh <laughs> <no. speed. laughs> um, i accidentally forgot to take off the uh the sheet one time <laughs> Oh, oh, and it still cuts it still straight cuts through, through the thing. <laughs> I figured it would. <laughs> yeah. You could probably just so use a wood hand, well, not wood handle, a steel bar. Like a joke. I go through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh it's, oh, it's fantastic. It's so much fun. So I have a rocket, which is the exact legal size that I can do in Sweden. Because <laughs> uh, I make it myself. Wow. <laughs> Uh, so it's a lot of experiment, uh, experimentation. Yeah. Um, to get the rocket to actually work optimally. So you have to calculate the size of the nozzle and then the angle of the nozzle and the length of the nozzle and the inlet angle and the outlet angle and then the the width or the thickness of the rocket and the length of the rocket and the pressure inside of the whole thing to get the optimal and Rust. quickest burn without it exploding. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> How long roughly did it take you? I mean, it had to be some experimentation here to like, uh, you know, before you got it perfected. Uh, yeah, it's probably the first 20 episodes oh <laughs> before you get gosh. it. Um, it's, wow. uh, it's a continuing process. Like it's an ongoing process where uh, I actually, the first it's chronological, so you get to follow it from the start, mm-hmm. from from the testing stages until oh, it sweet. works. Sweet. But then it fails during some episodes again because I get too greedy and I mix yeah. in too much red oxide, <laughs> red iron oxide, which makes it burn faster, which mm-hmm. increases the pressure, which makes the rocket explode. <laughs> so you have explosions right at the launch point, I assume. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> quite a few of that. Yeah, and it's uh, there's a lot of energy there. Uh, the rocket we found that um, about a um, hundred yards, not a hundred feet, like straight back, and <sighs> the lid, like yeah, they're the same <laughs> but forward. Oh wow. man, do you have a rough idea how fast that thing goes? Uh, Two hundred kilometers an hour. Two hundred kilometers. What's that in miles per hour? 125 maybe wow oh. and how and how long is it the the, the sled. sled is or uh the the rail is 12 meters 12 so meters. it accelerates in 0.4 seconds <laughs> 125 <laughs> miles an hour in 0.4 seconds oh my gosh yeah and, and uh, it's uh it sounds more or less like an explosion because it is it's a control explosion mm-hmm. the uh, well, impact sometimes. energy <laughs> well, <sometimes>. yeah <laughs> for ahead. sure um the impact energy is three thousand joules which is if you uh, play airsoft the maximum impact energy of one of those little plastic balls is one joule oh my gosh <laughs> and you said three thousand Oh, three. Yeah, a professional baseball player, uh-huh. if he swings a uh, 1.4 kilo axe um, as hard as he can and hits something, that's about 800. Wow. <laughs> that's a lot this, of energy. Wow. You're doing this in your backyard? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
gosh. Now, have you ever considered using like a samurai sword or something like that, where they're like ridiculously sharp? Not, I know it's kind of maybe pointless, but I just was wondering. No, I have a katana version. Oh, oh cool. my gosh, cool. And it made me laugh in your little teaser video with your brother there. And he's like, my my brother's nuts. He's like, I don't know what he's doing. It just made me laugh. Because I'm thinking instead of tearing through stuff, it would do more of a cut, probably a sharper blade. I don't know. Yeah, nah, it actually does the same. It, it does the same. No, it didn't. That's very interesting. I thought it would just uh, wobble all over the place and explode. But <laughs> it, it actually worked. It's nice and solid. What was Sweet. that? He, the the blade oh okay like it, it uh, vibrating back and forth yeah. as it accelerates really quickly and the the rail is not straight <laughs> really cool 12 meters of it's a flat piece of iron and mm-hmm. uh, it's about five millimeters thick um and it's 100 millimeter wide and then i welded on legs to it at intervals of uh maybe two meters now a little bit more 1.5 meters but like it's difficult to get that perfectly straight, so it kind of mm. curves a little bit every, yeah, which way. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> the other thing that was funny was I, you know, some of us knew what you were doing and what you were planning. So <laughs> when you were asking on Facebook and stuff, hey, does anybody have a Phantom? And I'm like, oh no, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> if, they, if they had any clue what he's doing yeah. with this. <laughs> The best thing is they're sending me stuff without knowing what I'm doing. Yes, that's (laughs) exactly. Like I didn't have to tell them. Right. They're like, oh, he needs a fan over here. (laughs) Well, let's just send him one. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. So how many cameras have you killed? Um, None. Wow. Okay. Yeah. um, Yeah, I'm doing pretty good on that front. And I've not been terribly uh, cautious with the GoPros. (laughs) <laughs> well, they're, that's they're on the table and they're on the rocket and they're like yeah they're sitting every which where oh you actually put them on the uh, rocket too that's i didn't notice. yeah i did wow um, yeah there's one shot in the the teaser when it accelerates that's on the the gopro it goes <laughs> down the rail yeah that's and, uh yeah it's fun and you were and inspired the slow motion cam yeah the slow-mo cam is uh Edutronic, the one I bought for the slow motion, uh, slow mo time channel. Um, so it's a thousand frames a second. Wow. Which is nowhere close to as fast as I need it. Wow. I was going to say, but still, at least you're acquiring it. Yeah, you have to work around it. So you do wider shots. Um, like I, I do an iPhone in one of the first episodes. And there's like two frames with the the knife in shot, like when you do a close up on such a small item. But you if you do a iPhone? wider, you, yeah. you you cut an iPhone. I <laughs> hope yeah. you did an Android just to keep I it fair. <laughs> no, I did two iPhones. <laughs> oh. uh, good night. That show's over. No, <laughs> there's no equality in life. <laughs> no kidding. I can repair some iPhones, but uh, those ones I'm not sure I can repair. (laughs) Actually, one is still alive. (laughs) It shaved it, the side of it, and ripped off the side and the top. Oh, wow. Uh, But the Wi-Fi doesn't work, so I had to solder (laughs) on a new antenna. (laughs) And and we use it to play. It's a third phone for Pokemon Go. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so there's a popsicle stick on the side because it was all sharp and open and it was peeling apart the whole phone. But uh, yeah, it's uh, oh, doing good. Man. Some hot glue and yeah. Oh my good. gosh. <laughs> so everything you've hit so far has been what? Has it been relatively soft from a kinetic standpoint? Like have you tried anything solid like a cinder block to see what would happen? Not a cinder block, but uh, a moose bone. Okay. Uh, how do tough. you get a moose bone? Is that like an antler or leg bone or what? A <laughs> uh, leg bone. Uh, how do you get a moose leg bone? Well, you just walk into the closest store. <laughs> <laughs> you don't go in the woods and look for it. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen a moose bone around here in a store in a long time. Well, you get it for your dogs. I know. The David thing. just walks in. They look at him, see the beard, and go, you're looking for a moose here, bone, here aren't you? you? <laughs> Yep. Do you think it cut through a bowling ball? Actually, have already tried that. Oh my <laughs> gosh! Oh, <laughs> this is going to be good. This is going to be exciting. I'm going to look forward to this. I mean, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, it's fun. It's so much fun recording it because you don't know what's going to happen yeah. most of the time. Yeah. If you had any kind of, I don't want to say catastrophes, but obviously you've got to, you know something you know whether the knife broke off or something yes. like completely flew way where it shouldn't have been or something yes i'm both <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yeah so do you have uh, like do you have like a little bomb shelter when you're launching this thing that you sit in or something? No. <laughs> be like mythbusters <laughs> uh, yeah i wish i did i can't afford that kind yeah, of yeah i do too i wish you did because i don't want to see without an eye the next time we're on the show in oh the beginning, God. I lay on the ground really <laughs> close because the slow-mo cam, I don't have a remote trigger that's wireless. I just have a uh, maybe, what is it, five-meter long cable. Oh, my gosh. So I have to lay close to the, oh the my thing. And I have me. a remote trigger for the rocket, though. I did make that. Mm. So it's an RC remote in the beginning. And I just flick a switch. Okay. And it ignites the rocket. And then I have to trigger the slow-mo cam. Oh my gosh. Uh, uh, it's fantastic. But now I made a really cool one. So it um it's one of those silver Hobby King transmitters, the really cheap one. Yeah. Yep. Has a small the PCB on that in that thing is really small, mm -hmm. compact, and um it's yeah, it's really straightforward. All, um I just put a three cell uh battery on the back and a safety switch, you know, the one with the red lid that you flip up and then hits it, hit the oh, switch. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. kind of like fighter. So it looks really, it looks really <laughs> like a, a bomb maker's thing. Like it looks, yeah, really terrorist when you hold it. Oh, <laughs> it's fantastic. Man. And I have two receivers. One is plugged into uh, the slow mo cam now, and the other one to the the rocket. So now I don't have to worry as much to get the the triggering of the two things, and That's I can be good. far away. That's good. Very good. Wow. Yeah. Oh, David. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. when when uh, is it uh, this Tuesday going to be the release of the first video? Yeah, the first normal, normal episode. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, I might uh, release a uh, behind the scenes where I make the rocket and then oh, yeah. another behind the scenes where I make the sled. Oh, yeah. That would be cool. good, too. Right. So, I might. Yeah, depends on how much energy I have. Um, today I need to record some voiceover. Otherwise, it's just uh, it's, yeah. I like it, but I don't think people will understand what's going on. 
Especially in the early in the early episodes when you're establishing your base, yeah, the explanations need it. Yeah, yeah, because I'm just turning stuff on the lathe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing. It's if anyone watched the rest, uh, the channel that just he makes things. Um, just is he, is he the one that inspired you for this a little bit, or was that the myth? I saw you uh, were inspired by MythBusters. No, that's and then the there back- was another guy. Yeah, MythBusters, the backyard scientist. Mm. Oh, yeah. that's who it was. Okay. Oh, he's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. You know what? I have the series I like that does builds. Actually, is the test it when Adam does his uh, one day builds. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, those are the, like the camera guy. The, the they they like you know he does a he built an Excalibur sword. Yeah. So the camera guy, it's like it's let alone Adam working, but I'm like looking at the camera guy the whole time, going, okay, dude's been shooting for like ten hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, that poor As a guy. Video shooter, He's just I'm like, pulling yeah. focus all day long. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like you, you can take a lot of cues from there. But it's the explanation is is the key to making a, a video work. Plus, you can do your your time compression at least, so you don't have to show the yeah. full process. But you yeah. know that I know some of the things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, a couple other things I wanted to uh, talk to you about, David, and we'll, we can move on. Um, one. Paul Williamson sent me an email and also just messaged me again here on Facebook, and he wanted to talk to you a little bit and get your thoughts on that petrol tricopter that uh, video they have out on YouTube. Yeah, explain how that looks. Yeah, it looks crazy. Like it's a normal, looks like electric tricopter with a, I, I guess is it a nitro motor in the center of it with a you know the prop on the top. That's the way I see yeah. it. And I was like, how does yeah. that even work? I don't I don't get it. Oh, it's fantastic. I never saw it's that just, one. It's funny. He has a nitro engine and starts it up uh, like you would a normal plane. He just took the front engine of an old plane, more or less, and just stuck it on the top of a tricopter and just goes. And then, yeah, you get pretty good uh, battery life. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about... Uh, yeah it's really cool though it's a fun idea and they did a special code for it too so you'd you have to huh it, i don't think you would no like it would fly anyway just have the throttle yeah it depends if he uh if he does the throttle so it doesn't use the the normal motors mm-hmm. just the petrol or mm-hmm. the nitro engine mm-hmm. um that would work, but if you just strap one on, it would still work really good, but you would use the normal powertrain as well to make lift. Yeah. So I so, think that would work. So is this considered a quad? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to figure out. I don't well, know. I'm trying to visualize. It, okay, there's a tricopter. <laughs> yeah, mic, right? I get that, and then oh. it sounds like they put in, one right on top. In the center, in the right center. in the very center, there's a nitro motor <laughs> sticking up. With a with oh. a prop on it, and it's just in the guys so to give you left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're looking for yeah. that one, huh? I didn't see the footage, I but can't, I can that that poor control board. <laughs> wouldn't know what the heck's going yeah. on. Yeah. Why and am I climbing? They don't, they don't like vibrations either. And here's here's my thing. In general, a nitro motor sucks up some serious fuel. The tank didn't look that big. I would think it would run out of fuel way before the batteries would die on it. <laughs> the, that's the preferred version <laughs> I can tell you that you don't want the battery to run out before the no, for sure <laughs> for sure 
But you know, if I'm thinking if they're looking for more endurance or something, that's that's not going to work at all. I wouldn't think. I don't know how much you gain from it at this point. Yeah. Don't get me wrong though. The concept is unbelievable. Like, hey, we're going to put a nitro motor on a tricopter. You know, that's you're right, Mike. Though, what do you call that thing? (laughs) (laughs) Technically, a quad nitro (laughs) nitro truck. That sounds like an explosive. <laughs> yeah, it does. Paul says he's going to show a video of it. Uh, he's uh, explaining how they did it. So that'll be oh, very sweet. interesting. Yeah, that was yeah. cool. Though. Um, since since you were, okay. David, you were uh, asking people, like, what else should you try and cut in half? Uh, yes. 1980s boombox was the next suggestion. Oh, 1980s boombox. I'm writing that down. <laughs> <laughs> That is fantastic. Uh, since we were discussing the mini try, I know I thanked you in comments, but thanks so much for giving me an area to look at to fix my mini try. It's back up and running, and we've had a I've had a blast. Yeah, I don't want to hear it. Mike. I, <laughs> I know we were flying last Sunday. <laughs> nice. That thing is awesome, man. I can't believe what I discovered in that area. He told me to look at and fixed it. <sighs> I miss my tricopter, oh, David. I miss oh, my I love tricopter. It. it is so awesome. Yeah, I should send some parts. <laughs> I know. Oh, I miss that thing. Yeah, uh, I'm telling you, that thing was flying good. Oh, oh. <laughs> thanks again. Uh, David, the other sure. thing I want to talk to, to you real quick is you also posted another video of some uh, great scenery, and I forget off the top of my head, should have wrote it down, where you were, and you were doing some, obviously, some tricopter footage, I assume, with some beautiful oh, scenery, yeah, some cliffs. Awesome. Um, and that save at yeah. the end of it. Oh, my now, gosh. Don't get me wrong. These guys that go out and do freestyle with these little race quads, they're totally amazing. I mean, what they we can do. We were talking about this, yeah, actually. It's it's unreal. But for me, and this and is we, my personal opinion, Mike, Mike agrees thing. with me. You kind of seen one. Well, you see one flip. You yeah, see you see it flip, all. And, like, and trying get, to. I'd rather see the scenery and well, what you do, do more. I don't mind the big, you know, flowing kind of. I don't know if you want. Smooth, yeah, smooth, smooth stuff, flying. Yeah. yeah. That jitter flip. Right. Roll right. Right after the other. Yeah. And stuff you know, you if you want to do a big power loop around something and make it nice, smooth. I, I love to watch that stuff. So I really appreciated, you know, your video, David, oh, and what you're doing. Do. But I wanted to know what you were flying. Were you flying the mini tri or the regular tricopter? Mini and baby. Oh, the baby too? Which really? one was saved uh-huh. on the end because I saw I had three props on it. I can't remember. Was that I the... think it was the mini, but I'm not sure. It's the baby in the last shot. Oh, okay. When he clips the fence? Yeah. Um, yeah, I hit the ground. Well, didn't you clip the... Uh, well, he broke a prop well, One of the shots, didn't you clip some of the fencing? No, I didn't. It did look oh, like I the fence. I agree. Yeah. I thought it was the fence too. Watching the video, yeah, happened quick though. <laughs> so yeah, yes, just talk about was... that a little bit of where where you were. What what made you go up there to fly, and you know how yeah, it went. Sure. Um, it's um, the Faroe Islands. I don't know if Americans know where that is. I do not, but it is beautiful. Oh, um, it it's. Uh, it's a Danish, uh, it's under Danish rule, mm-hmm. but they're like self-governing. It's it's just like a couple of islands. It's really small. They have three flights going to it, and that's it. Like there's, from they go to three different uh, airports, and that's it. And that's actually, yeah, they expanded from one. It's a really beautiful country. It's just it's, it's like uh, it's flowing mountains, 
and there's not a single tree on the island. Like it's just grass and mm. it's green and it's lush and it's yeah. beautiful and there's so many sheep. Oh, it's <laughs> oh yeah, it's really weird because you get these flowing nice rocks and then you get 90 degree cliffs at the uh at the sea and it's just absolutely gorgeous and there's a ton of birds and they have these like you can't do too much they're the biggest the, no the whole island system has 50,000 people living on it wow and uh, it's it's tiny you can't do too much more than just nothing else than just walk in nature so you do hiking mm-hmm. so we did a lot of hiking and i brought the copters uh joanna uh had to be the pack the, the pack mule what do you call that? <laughs> <laughs> she she got that she had the better rucksack on her and uh, so sure. yeah we checked around with that and then uh i hope she doesn't uh, listen yeah. to this <laughs> <laughs> no, she doesn't. It's fine. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, it's absolutely it's so gorgeous. But the weather is unreliable. And we had so much luck that it only rained the last day. And we got sun. And it's really, it shifts really quickly. But the average temperature during the summer is 12 degrees Celsius. Sounds like Newfoundland. Yeah, mm. yeah roughly. Oh, it's, uh, yeah, uh, perfect. Exactly my kind of weather. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, yeah, so hiking around, really cool spots, brought the copter, flew it around, and I'm really surprised I didn't lose it before the last day. <laughs> um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, and the copters, they actually don't, they don't fly as locked in as a quad as you you can yeah. see that in the video, mm-hmm. but you don't need that to make good video. No, in my opinion, at least. Right. Um, yeah, you just fly with flow and then edit it. I don't um, like normal quad videos these days. Is just a single flight, and mm-hmm. they go around and it, it's super. That, I mean, the skill required to make an interesting video that way is. Uh, I don't know. I cannot pull that off. So I have to make little good bits that I know is going to work together. Yes, I'm right there with you. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when you you went off the cliff the one time, it looked like you did like the slow roll. Oh, that was was awesome. awesome. I've never seen. And he did it front, like a front roll. I don't know how he he was able to do that. As soon as I did that, I go, I want to try that. that, Oh, man. (laughs) That was phenomenal. I want to try that. I thought it was phenomenal. Try it. It's not not hard. I haven't even. David, David, I i've been trying for weeks here's mike he's crazy in his flying anyway i cannot i've never did a flip or to do a flip or roll with the with the mini try never did it with anything i have and i'm like mike it is so easy (laughs) it's so like once you do it you're like oh my gosh i just i just zip around and watch yeah about 80 miles an hour I can't get him to do a flipper roll. We were well. We'll talk about it later. But we were out flying last weekend. I was flying the Vortex 150. He was flying the Meech. I'm like Mike, just just try it. Go up. Nope, nope. It's fly- I got it fixed. He goes, I got it fixed. It's flying good. I ain't doing nothing. I don't want to break it. And it's rock solid. It so is. I, I mean, worry yeah. about it, but nope. I do. 
Oh, he's like, I am not breaking this thing again. <laughs> he he was really, I thought, going to cry now, when his my, tricopter was. If I get my quad kit with the K... Oh, we'll talk about K- that K- here in a minute, too. The KK2 board, I'm old school. Yeah. But if I get that going, oh, wow. I'll try it with that. <laughs> Don't flip with the KK2. <laughs> uh, that won't end well. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, we went on. There was a ton of hiking, so we did... Yeah, uh, and there's a booklet with all the hikes, all the not all the routes, but the most popular routes mm-hmm. you can take. And it said it has a scale with like the difficulty. And it said this one uh, was uh, suitable for all children and <laughs> easy and 30 minutes long. We're like, oh, heck yeah, we'll do that. Mm-hmm. Just start, you get there, and it's like, oh, it's beautiful. And you start walking, and then you go out. Uh, and it's a cliff. You're walking on a cliff face, and it's like 20 meters straight down, and it's these loose rocks and sand, and then some waterfalls go through. So it's all slippery. Oh man, just, that's tough terrain. It, it was, and it took like an hour and a half to walk it. <sighs> and they're like, "I'm. It has to be suitable for children you don't like." <laughs> <laughs> It was, I mean, we felt like we were dying. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, gosh. But it was beautiful. Um, the the sheep there are insane. So we're walking there like, oh, and then you look down and there's a tiny patch of grass and two or three sheep stand there and just eat. And then one lays down and it's like an inch from dying. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's almost like mountain goats then, it sounds like. Wow. Yeah, they're, but they're I don't know how they sheep. Can, yeah, that's hard to wow. believe that they adapt to that terrain like that. Crap. Uh, wow. Yeah, it was really cool. So we, we went on this boat trip, um, a guided boat trip. So they go around and they they drive you into these caverns or like caves. Um, and yeah, you drive through and they talk about the the things that you see and like the history of the place. And the, there's these parts of cliffs that are kind of broken off or like it's just a, a really thin piece of uh, rock that goes straight up and it's as tall as the rest of the cliffs, which is maybe 100 meters there. And it, it's separated from everything else. And the area on top cannot be more than like maybe 10 meters by five meters like it's not big and the the guy was so chill he was really cool it's like yeah in in the spring we uh take the helicopter and we lower down four sheeps in the, <laughs> <laughs> and in the in the fall we go back and there's usually two left <laughs> <laughs> but the, the money spent on lowering down these sheep <laughs> for this tiny area of grass is just insane. Like, why would you do that? Because the, there's so much grass everywhere. <laughs> so they're, they're putting they're, them in this little area instead of letting them like just go in the pastures or whatever. Wow. Yeah, there's just, there's just <laughs> millions of trillions of acres. And they're like, no, this is my rock. I don't know, and then they come to us another one, which is slightly larger, and 
And the guy says again, like, yeah, in the spring we go here and we climb up with the 21 sheep and we, we have 21 people and uh, you climb up the rope and you uh, let it go and then you climb down. We're like, but, but, what? but why? Yeah. Exactly. What's the what's the I don't understand the goal here. <laughs> As you can see, there's lines everywhere which is hooked to the and we're like, but everyone's just looking around at other people and they're like, What? Like, but, but why? <laughs> oh, it's oh. like that is some around, tour you took, I'll tell you. You don't think he was giving you like lines of lying, do you? <laughs> I don't know. But there were sheep there. <laughs> Like you could see them and like the oh. and sometimes they go down to the sea level and eat the seaweed <laughs> the problem it. is when it's low tide they don't get up when it's high tide but, he's like that's even not imitating nice. the accent that's great <laughs> real laid back like bad. like laid back so you're gonna trust the guy because he just sounds so laid back and speaking <laughs> Normal every day for them, you know. More sheep go down, do come back. No big deal. And they climbed up these cliff faces, hang down from these ropes, and had huge, what do you call that, nets? Like, that's, uh, I don't know what you call that. When you catch butterflies, oh, what, butterfly what do you nets, have? Yeah. It's a net. Yeah. Isn't it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a net. And they, can't, um, they caught puffin birds mm -hmm. yep. then ate because they didn't have any food oh. which then there's pictures from that and it looks absolutely insanely awesome and crazy at the same time <laughs> so how are they catching them with butterfly nets i'm not having a hard time do they reach no, down they the cliff or mesh nets no they they lower them down like the people and they sit they're like they're on the ropes and they have this net on a stick and then just <laughs> waft around when the bird comes. It's <laughs> a lot of work for a bird. I, I, yeah, no kidding. It's exactly a big no. bird. No, it's not. I don't know how you yeah, couldn't imagine catching a bird in a butterfly net. I can't. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's a large butterfly net. I guess. Yeah, probably a long extension or something, too. I don't know. Wow. I was wondering if they tried catching when they're sitting or are they flying? That's no, 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 no. When they're flying. Wow. Yeah, it That's was funny. Yeah, crazy stuff. And then you go past a a bunch of houses, and they look fine. But yeah, this uh, town was uh, um, left alone. It, the people moved away because there was no electricity. <laughs> when they uh, started building out, they were left out. So there lived twenty people in this little town, and there was about twenty miles to go to the next town. So they get a lot of exercise. <laughs> <laughs> and there's just it's summer houses now, and you take your boat there, and you live uh, very Spartan. But it's oh just, he was so uh, oh, absolutely fantastic place. And we did an Airbnb, so we stayed at a at a house um, at a cabin, and it was absolutely beautiful. And there was sunset there, and mm. just oh, it was fantastic. <laughs> and uh, we went to the island, the Mykines Island, where they have the puffin. Mm -hmm. the, it's the puffin island. And before, when we were out on the boat ride, we we're like, oh, my God, it's a puffin. It flew past. And we we're like super excited because like 
when you go there, you go there to see the puffins. Ah. Like that's that's like the the thing. Mm-hmm. So we go to this island, which is more or less called Puffin Island. Uh, so you take a uh, ferry there. We started walking up the, as usual. Oh, it's like 400 feet up. Uh, or like you, like you have to walk, and it, everyone's out of breath. But then they're like, oh my gosh, there's a puffin there. And everyone stops, and there's like 100 people just taking pictures of this puffin sitting on a rock. And I was <laughs> like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. We saw one straight off. And then you walk over the edge, and there's thousands of <laughs> thousands and of the noise. Yeah, and they're just up in the air all the time. And you're like, oh, I spent like 20 minutes trying to photograph this one. <laughs> that feels uh, like me when but, I went to Alaska. I saw bald eagle, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, wow. And we pull into the one port, and they're like just caking the whole cliffside, <laughs> like tons of them. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. They're like robins up there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was like, oh boy, I did the same exact thing. Oh. Wow. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah, so, the video was really cool. Uh, it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, I can so, recommend it. So you said you, you you lost one. What was it, the baby or the mini? Baby. Oh. Uh, so I did the the place where I did the uh, the fast climb uh, or the fast uh along the ground, the last shot when mm-hmm. I Rolled go it. over and hit the yeah, kind of, what do you call it? Yeah, kind of glide. The idea was to go sideways along the cliff while mm-hmm. going down. Uh, uh, so straight it, or I don't know, what do you call that? It's like, oh. ah, yeah, I don't know. But there was a little thing that the, the ground went out in a little lip there, uh. just at that <laughs> spot where I was going down. It just went out quite far compared to the other places. So it just hit it and broke one of the prop blades. So used three bladed props. I got mm-hmm. it back and managed to land it. Uh, luckily. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, switch to prop, throw in a brand new battery, uh, take off, Janice, my spotter. Uh, so I, I go down, all the way down, um, turn around so there's this uh, the hill goes up and then the cliff just goes 90 degree down so I go full throttle just um, really close to the ground so all more or less all you see is the ground and then I asked Jana it's like is this line good and she's like uh and I'm like okay and I just go over the edge do a power loop and then down straight down the cliff. So I got really close to the edge because mm-hmm. I didn't want to. I already did normal dives when you just flip over and let it drop on its own. So I wanted one when I actually went down controlled next to it. So I do that and go straight down and just like blocked, says Jana. I'm like, oh, stuff. So I went the place I thought I was mm-hmm. was a bit further away and I was really close to us and the problem was there was this lip going out so I had maybe 10 meters of solid rock oh no between, and then yeah you get the angle so you have maybe 50 meters of rock and there is no signal I was going to oh. say you lost signal going over that for sure probably. yeah so uh, Janice just goes blocked and I'm just wiggling the sticks like crazy and there's 
There's nothing. Yeah. I got video signal longer than I had RC uh, signal. Wow. Ooh, wow. So I did see, and then just uh, take off the goggles or yeah, I wiggled the sticks. Nothing happened. So I knew I didn't have any control. I saw it in the video and then just like a really, really low sound of just going plop. <laughs> and they're like, oh, oh, oh. Oh, man. <laughs> and there's no way of getting down there. No, None at all. I can't so imagine. if anyone goes there, it's, um, yeah, free GoPro. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Salt water. They'll discover it like we do dinosaurs nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> find it millions of years later. <laughs> yeah. But it was, yeah. And that was the beginning of the day. That was the second flight. The first one was going into that thing and crashing, getting a prop knocked off. Wow. And then there was this. So we were here, there for a whole day. So we just, yeah, walked around. Now, did you, uh, did you record that video from your goggle setting as well? No. When you, before you lost no, it? No, I, I didn't. didn't I have the... Uh, I have the old kind that doesn't start automatically, mm. which I never forget to start it, mm-hmm. or I always forget to start it. I see. Hmm. Um, yeah. So also, yeah, like when you did that, when you did that roll off the click, did you slow motion that, or was that just yeah. all real time speed? No, I, I I slowed it down. I was gonna say because when I'm watching like flips on quads and stuff, they do it so quick, it's mm-hmm. almost nauseating. Mm-hmm. I really like what you yeah. did. Whatever you did, it, it was phenomenal. Yeah, I slowed I it down and it. I went really slowly. So I I pull it really slow. I hold the stick, and since I have so much height, I can just maybe the roll took three seconds mm-hmm. in real time. It was yeah. pretty darn slow anyway. Yeah, wow. it sounds like it. Wow. That's awesome. But, awesome footage. I've Congratulations. Tried, I've tried it. doing that a couple times with the Vortex, like a slow roll. I smash into the ground every time. I guess I got to get mm. more height. I'm like, yeah, oh, this um, looks great. Oh. <laughs> well, that didn't work out too well. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, like zero throttle. <laughs> yeah. So you stay up in the air better. Yep. Um, okay, real quick, moving on here. Uh, I, I thought, David, you th- would think this is funny. We were out flying last weekend, and uh, Mike was talking about he's got the the an old what is that, Mike? It's a it's a Hobby King frame, right? Quad that you mm-hmm. broke the frame on, got a new frame, I rebuilt it all, rebuilt it all. Frame. And he was talking about it's not flying right, but I I didn't realize until we were talking that Mike is still flying this thing on an old KK two board. Why not? It was on it was yeah. Dave settings and everything. I was good. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Now, are people still using that no, thing? No, from what I'm seeing on Facebook, no, they were making fun of it. Chad Nowak and Ed, like, look what I found, this old piece of KK2 board. I so. still get emails about the KK2 settings on the Tricopter. <laughs> Great, I love it. I, uh, I'm like, spend. Look, Andre has one, too. Wait, look, put you up there, Andre. He's got one, too. Uh Look at that. Is it really that old? I mean, I don't think anything 20 years is old. <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> uh, wow. Go, oh, with those it? old 750. Um, oh, oh. 750s. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. The one That's and the one on the right is the one that kept flying off in flight. Oh, geez. Oh, there you go. KK Glory. Oh, you wow. know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's you know, it's a beautiful machine. It's terrifyingly, it's terrifyingly wobbly compared to the new stuff. Yeah, 
Yeah. That's nuts. Well, you could still get good video, though, if you spent some time on it. Oh, yeah. It was fun to fly, but of course, I've got the black one, which is just butter when I'm in, when I'm in the mood to fly that thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But yes, Mike, I did the same thing. Yeah. My quad had a KK in it forever. <laughs> forever. Because, I mean, you just sit there and go, yeah, oh, it's a little, uh, it's it's twitching a little. Let's, let's, the settings right there. No, no laptop. None of this laptop junk. Yeah. Yeah. But now you can do on the Tyrannus, you can do the Lua script and change the PIDs from the screen on your Tyrannus. Nice. Oh, it's game changing. Fantastic. That I'll have to look into because I haven't touched that yet on any of the other ones. Mind you, um, well, I've got the little 150. It's funny because I like we had this conversation before too. I've really stepped away from the bigger quads. I've really been enjoying the smaller stuff as of late. So, mm-hmm. for sure. And we also discovered I couldn't use the Verometer. Oh yeah, we'll talk about that <laughs> later on. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, okay, Andre, <clears throat> we're gonna throw you under the bus. Well, not under the bus. We're gonna put you on the bus. spot. Yeah, no, bus. I shouldn't have said bus. Um, well. <laughs> I've been working crazy hours here the last couple weeks, so I've been non-existent. I haven't looked at email. I got on Facebook for the first time in like two weeks over this weekend, like trying to catch up. Andre's sending me all the stuff that's going on and new products. I'm like, oh my God. I mean, I'm out of the loop. But you have been very busy, Andre, not only flying, (laughs) purchasing stuff, getting more free stuff, which I still don't know how you do that. Uh, posting stuff on our Instagram and Facebook account. So I really appreciate that because, like I said, I've been non-existent. Um, so fill us in. I've I've seen some pictures of the free stuff. I've seen some pictures of a plane you just purchased, which really kind of threw me. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> uh, and you got out and got some flying in. So you're up, buddy. Yep. Talk about it. All right. So, yeah, I've been flying the last couple of weeks. Um it's been nice, actually. So, so last week I was all set to go, and we've discovered, you know, six a.m. to eight a.m. No one's at the field, no one's at the soccer park, nothing. So we just go and we fly, and if no one shows up, we keep flying. <laughs> so I'm all out there, ready to go. Brought out a Warbird, the FW190, and I put the battery in, it and it goes beep, and I'm like, huh. So I'm going through the remote, checking, 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 checking. Yeah, I'd remove the receiver from the airplane. <laughs> <laughs> I think I commented on that moment too. <laughs> uh, it was it was one of the, I just forgot. I had actually ripped out all that stuff to give that to uh, um, the it had the old nine X stuff in it. So I'd actually pass that on to Louis's um, um, son, and I just forgotten. And it was funny because the FW one ninety is one of those things where you want to put the receiver in, well, you got to take the whole plane apart because it's uh, up and under. Yes. So I was like, oh, put that away, and we yeah, went flying. Uh, well, it's a big plane. <laughs> It'd take a little bit of... So you get to see it longer before it crashes. <laughs> so, and then we flew a bunch of other stuff. I actually, I actually broke the original prop on the Tundra finally after almost like two years. The carbon fiber one? The carbon fiber one, the original prop on my Tundra, which has been through like ice and everything. I was doing these touch and goes. There's these guys who play cricket. So they've got a bit of a pitch built into the uh, the field, and it's really awesome to do touch and goes. And I just I came in and I clipped the uh, the area where the pitch uh, the it's basically astroturf and the real grass uh, starts. And I clipped that and I snapped off the little end of the prop. And it was like, oh, the original prop. 
Anyhow, oh, so I put a replacement on, but I just laughed. Two years old. But this week, yes, I was very bad. Um, there's been an airplane on my radar that I sort of just shot up to my radar, and we we looked at it at Flight Fest, and uh, I I couldn't help it. So hold on, I'm gonna try and lift this thing over. This thing is big. Way and, bigger uh, than it, you originally thought, huh? Because that's the first thing Mike and I thought when we were up at the Toledo show and they had it on display. Yeah. Like it came out and I looked at it and everything. I was like, yeah, whatever. It's a nice looking plane and blah, blah, blah. But to see it in person, even Mike's like, wow, that is, that is a nice looking airplane and it's a lot bigger than what we thought. There it is. Yeah. The E-Flight Commander. <laughs> wow. So yes, yeah, it, 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 it is a full on, I admit, moment of weakness, but... I looked at this thing and said, so it's got the Power 15 motor mm -hmm. or 15 power, whatever they call it, a 45 yeah. amp ESC flaps, yeah. a tail dragger, you know, and a good size and good color. This to me is almost what the Pawnee was supposed to be, mm -hmm. you know, minus the, the, the lights and everything. But yeah. it is a really nice plane. It went together in like no time. Um, I'm probably going to be able to fly it tomorrow. Uh, last awesome. two days, the winds have been silly. And, uh, and I'm going with a 3S4000. Wow. It's it got the room inside the bay. And uh, hold on here. This is interesting. This is a really good magnet. Can I do it here? Oh. <laughs> That's got some pull to it. But like, uh, let's see if I can get this close without like knocking everything over. Anyhow, there's a 3S4000, a Zippy wow. Compact inside the battery bay. So, it, so I got my CG, CG points and everything. So, yeah. so, so a 2200 up to a 4000? Well, they say twenty-two to three thousand. What's the one you fly in your uh, thirty-two on that? Thirty-two hundred. That's what they say. So that's why you know, I think the thirty-two. Your battery is probably a little heavier than mine, so I had to push it a little forward. But mm -hmm. twenty-two, like all the way into the nose. But I'm like, uh, uh I'm gonna run. If I can run the four thousands, go for it. Wow. Can uh, you explain to the listeners how this plane looks for the ones I, that listen afterwards? Give me a second here. I'm just gonna put this back. There we go. So. I guess it's it's a it's a low wing sport plane, right? It's got some beautiful lines. It's got these elliptical. It's Tip wings. It's yeah. all, it's got a bit of Spitfire in it. I'd say. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, you know, it's um. So it's got a fifty five inch wingspan. It is a big airplane, as Chris said. Um, red and white. Uh, a full tail dragger with wheel pants. I've never owned a plane with wheel pants I was before. Say wheel, believe it or not, mention the wheel pants for sure. Yeah, and it's uh you know twelve by nine prop. So it's spinning a pretty wow. hefty prop. It's, um, you know, it's a striking plane. That's what really got me excited about it. And then you sit it beside some of the others. And I actually got called on this one. I did buy the bind and fly versus the plug and play. I could have thrown another receiver into it, but I was really curious about the safe select. Hmm. Interesting. So, um, well, they've really cleaned it up. They've really cleaned it up. Um, one of the guys at the field, pardon me, uh, switched the Sukhoi. Uh, from the green receiver to the from the the one that's in the blue receiver, he just happened to get get his hands on one, and said the night the difference between the two of them were night and day, and so really? the quality is yes yes because there's not as much interference if you will like the like all remember the green one had all the select the, the you know stability mode yeah uh, yeah yeah precision yeah. and three D yeah the new one doesn't have all that and you can turn it off so I was oh, actually able to nice. switch 
I now have safe on a switch. Mm -hmm. I'm yep. like, yay. So yeah. if something happens, I can throw the switch and the plane will, you know, work itself out. Like, right. Great. You know, but to, to finish off the description, it's a, um, I think it's 55 inch wingspan, 45 inch total fuselage length. And it's, you know, it's got some really flowing lines. The wings mm -hmm. have got a little bit of an elliptical look to them. Uh, you know, so it's, it's, it's it got an old style, like look to it where everything is rounded. Yeah. I, I know, love the bottom of the wing too. That checkered on the bottom of the wing yeah. is really nice looking. Okay. Now, Andre, my question is obviously, uh, if anybody listens, they know you have one of the original, uh, Sukhois, the green and white one. And, you know, yeah. we did testing on that. We liked it and you ended up purchasing that. But what do you want to gain out of this plane that maybe you weren't getting out of the Sukhoi? Or what, what tempted you? I mean, obviously, it's a good-looking plane. But, you know, looks aren't everything, obviously. So what, what were you trying to – what are you hoping to get out of this plane that maybe you didn't get out of the Sukhoi or you didn't like with the Sukhoi? Uh, this one's – I think this one's just a different style plane. The Sukhoi always – I'm I like flying the Sukhoi. But there was times where I would just – it was it was almost like it was too high energy. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's – Yeah, you fly along couldn't relax. And you, you're, well, you're zipping back and forth. You're doing stunts with it. And I've actually mm -hmm. come out of flights where I've landed and I'm kind of like, uh, you know. And um, I think a lot of people were – and I know a lot of people who've owned them and have just taken out that receiver because they felt the receiver was just – all those modes were getting in the way of the enjoyment of flying an airplane. So uh, this one to me just seems like a plane that's going to do really well through all the seasons. Um, like I said, I think this is what the Pawnee should have been with the extra bit of power mm -hmm. in there with the bigger motor. Yeah. And I think it's just going to look really good. <laughs> a couple people, Fred came back and Fred's like, you got to get the other canopy and FPV this thing. And I'm like, why would you FPV this plane? I know it's perfectly fine to FPV. Yeah. But it it's looks too, so nice. Yeah, I agree. And it just had a presence. I, I just, you know, I looked at it and. Um, I don't know. It just, like I said, like I, I don't buy things unless I'm really, really drawn to them. And it's like yeah. an, an emotional thing almost, I guess. Like, it's just like, wow, you know, and that the, the presence of that aircraft and, and the look of it really made me smile. And I kind of went, okay, it's on sale. Let's, let's pull the trigger on it. Um, and I've got a feeling it's going to fly a lot this year. I actually have some big skis. I'm thinking it will get some winter time out of it, too. Oh, nice. <laughs> now, if anybody listens, Andre, they know that you got a little Sport Cub S. Someone actually, I think, gave it to yes. you at Flight Fest West. Yeah. And that yeah. you told me that is actually the first AS3X plane that you enjoyed. So now yes. you this obviously has the AS3X. So is this possibly going to be the second? AS3X plane that you could maybe like? Or are you gonna? I suspect yes. I suspect yes, in, in the fact that it's the updated software uh, on the receiver, and I can turn it off. Mm -hmm. So you, you know, like just the fact that you can go through it, and I played with it and checked it, and like the remote, you you bind a certain way, and you get the AS3X running in the safe select. And then you, um, what is it? It's two, the two sticks in, and then you toggle the switch that you want to have on it. So I've got my flap switch, mm -hmm. I've got the rate switch, and then I've got my recovery switch. And I'm like, great, everything within finger reach, let's go flying kind mm -hmm. of thing. Right. And uh, so it's, uh, it, it's uh, I think I've got a positive vibe on this one. And like I said, the fact that I can run a nice big battery, it's got some good visuals now. It is completely the most illogical thing to buy. Like, so you know it's a passion to buy when because it's big. It's yeah. a really big airplane. And you put it down beside, I've got a post, I 
don't know if I put the picture on the our Instagram, but I've got the picture of it beside the Sukhoi, and I'm like, ah, yeah, you know, like this thing will take up the back of the trunk of the car. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've just got a good feeling about it. And like I said, I looked at it at East at Flight Fest East. The the, the uh, Horizon guys were there, and I'm just like, yeah, it just clicked. Uh, everything about the aircraft just really clicked for me. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. And yes, I was at the store. I did pick this up at Great Hobbies, and it was a funny. I was just messaging uh, Gary, who was one of the uh, co-owners there of the of the chain, and he's like, "Hey, turn around, go back." And yeah, he says, "Talk, talk to the guys." He says, "I'll get you two demos that you can." So I don't get to keep them. I have to give oh, them back. Oh, okay. Like, hey. <laughs> yeah. There is right. a there's a B seventeen. Actually, this one's going to be nice because I think the next little focus over a little while because the regulations and stuff. Uh, we'll see me focusing in on some of the 1S planes and sub uh, 250 gram stuff. So, so this so, is a little one. 1S? Yeah, 1S. Oh, yeah. wow. 1S, 1S 500s, actually. Wow. And it's, it comes oh, really. Remote. It comes, yeah, a little 1S. So it's a brushed. Uh, Hobby King had the same kind of style of aircraft. So it's, it's stabilized and everything. What's really funny is it comes with this really silly little remote, and the remote talks. So it it goes what? through and it's like elevator up and stuff. What? But it's got telemetry. It's no got way. battery telemetry coming off it. Now I combine this Sweet. with my Orange RX module. I combine this thing in and, and fly it with my normal remote. So mm-hmm. I'm going to fly it with both. Mm-hmm. But here I'll fire up the radio. I don't know. I don't have a battery to play, but I'll see if I can get the radio to talk. And I was giggling away as this thing is talking. It's got a bunch of different modes. So what what plane is this that you're talking about? This is a no. beast. <laughs> Normal mode. Self-leveling mode. Oh, wow. Equalizing mode. Smart trimming. Go up. Go down. No way. Aileron right. right. Speed up. Slow down. No way. <laughs> that gets a little pretty quick. you crazy? Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Yes. So it, it, it is a, so sorry, David, David has to really go to, this is a, um, uh, Mac free or, uh, top wing B 17 brushed. Uh, so it is not exactly a huge airplane. It flies on a one S 500 and it will meet that sub two fifty gram issue. No problem, but it's got various modes. And so I'm, I'm, I'm currently playing with this tiny, tiny little remote. Um, it's like a game controller size kind of thing, mm-hmm. but it will bind with your regular, like I have an orange RX or he had a spectrum radio. It will bind with that. So that's half the test, but turn left, turn right, oh my gosh. All right, turn it off. Turn it off. Too much that's input. enough. That's enough. I feel like short circuit. Imagine doing aerobatics with that. What if the lady gets all goofed up? Left, right. No, wait, that, no, pop down. Left, right. It's like that this one GPS. No, 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 no. GPS it. That's too so. much input. Oh yeah, oh, but that's like a, that's like your beginner mode. And it's got different. It's got like so there's a there's a takeoff assist mode and then there's your stabilize and then there's full manual. I, so. Does it have an off you know? switch to the voice by any chance? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The voice is only in like the first like you know pilot assisted kind of mode, okay, and then I after see. that you're out. So it's just oh, does, okay, good. does, <laughs> does she you. tell you if you crash? You just crashed. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go! Uh, you should have pulled up. <laughs> you just stalled. You don't see that tree? Yeah, but it's, tree, you know, what's tree. Crazy? I was looking at it. It's it's only DSM two. But I'm like, it's got voltage telemetry off the battery. I'm like, your 1S battery. Yeah. That's more than I have on mine. I don't even have tele- telemetry on anything. Oh, my God. I'm like, what's telemetry? Here. <laughs> Pull up. Pull up. 
I just always I guess it. Oh my gosh! To me, and that came with a little case and everything. Is the uh, and this oh, is look like at that. really yellow. Anyhow, it's an F twenty two. Yeah. Same principle. Little one S runs off a smaller one S pack. Um, and uh, propping slot. Hey, yeah, it's got a sl- so it's a slot style propped aircraft. So it does a, it does have landing gear and everything. And so you're just running off your uh, your two controls in the back. And again, it will bind to my radio. So if I do all the proper mixing, so very similar to like the uh, FT Alpha, uh, the Stem series aircraft. You know, so you're just uh, your rear uh, your your rear elevators or your uh, elevator and um, your aileron controls all mixed there. So it's a little mixing on your normal radio, or you run off again another small radio which comes with it. So it's light. It is super light. I mean, it's it's. I don't have a ruler near me, but it's if it's 12 inches wide. Wow. Nice. You gonna try it that is, in the yard? I think you should I, fly I, it in a room there. Yeah, try <laughs> in <the> room. <laughs> so, short flight. No. It's got a little rubber. No, it's not a rubberized tip, but you know, I, I don't know what kind of foam it is, but uh, it says, oh, you know, it's got a little warning on the back for the motor. Do not touch. <laughs> <laughs> but it's yeah, slotted prop style, uh, you know, foam embedded foam, little brushed motor. You're not gonna um, lose that in the sky. Bright color scheme for sure. Yeah, nice yellow. They have other ones, and I, I'm like, yeah, this that's, is cool. I might try good. James on this this one too. Mm, that so. color is good for smaller items. That too, one because you lose those. I mean, smaller. Obviously, you lose yeah. perspective. That one quick, you may not. They may nice. not get back. <laughs> <laughs> it's a demo. You have to yeah. give them back. Oh well, you can give oh. it back in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> with pieces <laughs> here Shaking. you go <laughs> like crackers here you go <laughs> i included a bottle of glue to go with it <laughs> uh, but uh it, it, it's like i said the, the the pardon me the commander was an impulse buy no it wasn't an impulse buy it's andre just wanting yeah you really, wanted that really for a cool. while um but next year with all the silly rules coming out we know the sub 250 gram class is going to, I've said this before, but next year I think in Canada is just going to explode. So I go and I say to my wife, I said, you know, I actually asked her and I said, look, I want to buy this plane. And then I've got, you know, maybe in September, I might consider the PT 17 because that looks gorgeous. And mm-hmm. what does Horizon do to us? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Yeah. We might as well throw this that at while we're on the plane subject, throw that out there. Yeah. I was shocked. I yeah. did not see this coming. The mini version of what I have. Huh? Yes. I'll see. I'll, I'll pull. Timber. Yeah. yeah, David, have you seen the the ultra micro no. timber? Oh yeah. No. Yes. Yes. Exactly. And you're I'm right like, on the price too. I was wrong. Oh, it's 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 beautiful. A, it's a, yeah. It How much is great. it? One thirty. Yeah, one hundred and thirty. Pre-order Ooh, right nice. now. That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. So what there we. She is. What we have, versatile performance, amazing stole capabilities, optional use, leading edge slats for even shorter takeoffs. So they have just like the big version. Oh, yeah. Like, they showed take it off like pick oh, man, stuff on the video. Uh, powerful 180 size, 3000 kV brushless out motor, stability and precision of the AS3X, uh, oversized functional flaps, oversized wheel. The wheels on the, on the Ultra Micro look even bigger and look better That's than the, on, the, on yeah. the regular one. And, Mike, it has... LED lights on it, so we can cruise I, I, around. I'm telling you, it has oh, all the bells nice. and whistles of the large one. I couldn't see anything opposite of the lar- one I have. Ready to accept optional floats, easy access battery. I had the floats. Yep, steerable tail wheel. wheel. Yeah. No assembly required. <laughs> Runs on a 200 to 282 cell lipo. I mean, people that don't want to maybe buy the larger version, this has everything that that has. 
and then some, I think. Yeah. It, it does have the off optional safe select modes, just like your big plane, Andre, limited pitch and bank, yep. uh, automatic self-leveling, simple setup, brilliant LEDs, fully assembled. The LEDs really make that plane, too. I, I mean, it is awesome yeah. in the evenings when and, it's cold. Uh, and 2S power. Yeah. Oh. So specs here yes. real quick. Um, flying weight's only 4.3 ounces. It's 467 millimeters or 18 inches. Uh, wingspan's only is 27 inches or 700 millimeters, so it's pretty tiny. I almost oh. hit the pre-order button last. I night. know. I was like, <laughs> I almost did uh, it. I, this one is a no-brainer. This one, they, like I said, they they've they've surprised, and I kind of I saw it and I went, ah, oh, no, this is perfect. And you know, under 250 grams, 2s. What I'm going to be really curious, and what I want to try with this, because I know with the 1s batteries, as soon as it gets too cold. It doesn't fly. It just the batteries just can't handle being cold yeah. because of the one cell. So I'm kind of hoping the 2S might be a little better, or the battery might be a little bit more protected in that aircraft. It's hard to say, but because um, the Sport Cub, you're right, Chris. I love flying that thing. It's on the box, and nine times out of ten, it comes with me no matter what because it's it's just it flies and it. it mm-hmm. We've seen it handle the wind, and it's it's fun to go. But I also am very aware that once it gets too cold, I'm not going to be able to have any fun with it because it'll just you know I'll just start pulsating the moment the batteries cool down. Yeah. Um, plus, so, it's it's a little more fun. Like I love my Sport Cub S, and it's one of the few planes I fly around in my yard. But again, with this thing with the big wheels, because. I goof around, land on my driveway, and kind of try to land on my sidewalk and stuff, but I can't really land it in my yard just because it just hits and flips yeah, over. Yeah. You know, with this, yeah. with the big wheels, you can almost put it down anywhere. Plus, it has the flaps, so you can play around with the slow flight and the landings. And it's got the LEDs for like yeah. that late it's evening the same flight. Ske- it's the same lighting scheme as the large. Yeah, I have too, which is they awesome. just shrunk down. I think the big it plane, even, didn't they? I yeah. think it even strobes the bottom light too. I yeah, think. The, the rotating beacon. Yeah. Oh. So my my only question is, and it was really kind of hard to tell from the videos, but I'm really curious to see, even though this is uh, bigger and it, it is brushless and everything, if it's going to slow down as much as the Sport Cub S. That's my big your, question. What about your J3, though? Well, my J3, it flies great. I have no problems with that. Um, it's a great little ultra micro plane, but it, honestly, and I do fly that around my yard, but it is faster and it does not, uh, quite slow down to the sport club, sport cub S level. Um, yeah. if you, if I just want to get out and do some just really slow, lazy flying, the sport cub S comes out. So what I'm hoping is, you know, you drop a notch of flaps on this thing or even full flaps or whatever. Put the to, slats on. Yeah. Put the slats on to see if I can get this baby just to crawl around with the sport cub S that's my goal. And I'm hoping that's what it will do. So yeah, we'll see. I, this one, this one, yeah, this one was a surprise and I'm like, oh. I would probably give up the PT-17, even though I love to get a, uh, another bi-wing because, you know, I want some. I love my Albatross, but I'm terrified if I kill that plane, I'm going to be really remorseful because it's like getting parts is hard. Yeah. So so something that's new, uh, like like the PT-17, uh, but this, this one just shot right to the top going, yep, this is good. This is what I'm interested in. So, right. um, you know, because... I want to. I want batteries. Let's take two. Two hundred to two hundred eighty two cell. Oh, I yeah, have. They're yeah. little. That's so David, you I don't have one? any batteries for it. No, 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 no. No, Why not man. Your backyard. 
Oh, you fly yeah, in your backyard? You but I have a huge rail there with a rocket on it. So you <laughs> can do touch true. and goes. <laughs> Um, you can yeah, you can actually, put it yeah. you could put it on the rocket and see how it survives. <laughs> <laughs> actually, yeah, I'm gonna do a rocket plane. Are you really? Yeah, but it's 120 pounds of thrust. What? Um, so it might it might, might blow out of the fuselage. <laughs> what if yeah, it's just like a chuck lighter off it? What? Do a foam chuck lighter off the rocket. See, see where it goes. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, actually, I might put it on my DLG because that should be able to handle that stress. Yeah. Mm. Can you handle that stress? No, <laughs> that is a good point. I would not. Oh, there's Just no close way. your eyes and go fire. No. Yeah, he's messing with these rockets. He's got it refined so he can start launching things. Yeah. They have structural integrity to them. Oh, yeah. By the way, if someone has an RC car that they don't like, I want to put a rocket on. So oh, anyone yeah. with a cheap car, I need it. I was waiting for him to say, if anybody has a DLG, they don't it want. It reminds me of Toy Story <laughs> where they had a rocket on the RC car. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Zip it. <laughs> right. You have to light it with a magnifying glass, uh, like the movie yeah. <laughs> hey uh real quick i wanted to touch on this because i th i thought it was rather interesting and to be honest i'm not super happy with dji right now and andre you know because you've actually just updated your phantom 4 i haven't even pulled mine out of the case yep. yet to do that update where you got to log in yep. and they're going to have all your information and you got to sign your life away on you know that you're not going to sue them for anything and blah 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 and you know just reading through some stuff a little bit on forums and on Facebook and stuff. I know a lot of other people weren't, weren't real happy with this. So what's going on with them? And supposedly they're, they're holding more information or tracking more information on, you know, everybody that is flying. So what I found very interesting too, is one, David, you probably know a little more of this than I do. Uh, there were some guys, I believe they're actually from Russia now that said it's pretty easy to get into the DJI software program and hack them and do whatever you want I with bet. them. So there's actually a group out there that says, hey, we'll show you what to do and how to do it. So a lot of people are going in and hacking these uh, DJI drones now and getting rid of the geofencing, getting yeah. rid of the limitations. And I think uh, DJI is kind of flipping out a, a little bit about this. So... What happened this week, I thought was very interesting, Andre, is the U.S. Army put out a, a little uh, note or, I don't know, letter or whatever saying that they have now completely stopped using any kind of DJI products. They are getting rid of them. No more. They're like, uh, we're worried about um, cybersecurity. We're worried about what you yep. guys are doing and monitoring and seeing what we were doing. We don't know. So guess what? We're done. Who did this? The Is Army. That, uh, said nothing. Can we get forces? those yeah. uh, used cheaply then? Well, From you know, hood. somebody was asking about that. And I think they said something about, yeah, that. I don't know exactly how. I maybe would do a little Googling or something. But yeah, they're getting, they're dumping everything they have of DJI products. 
And that's the not mm-hmm. only just yep. like the off-the-shelf copter stuff, but that's all their products, like their their boards, their GPS um, system, yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was really shocked to I, see that. Yeah, I'm looking for one because I have mine is in two pieces, <laughs> perfectly in half. I see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> that oh. might be the case. Oh man, I I got suckered into watching a little bit off-topic BattleBots. <laughs> This one. Oh, sweet. Oh, oh my gosh i watched like a marathon of them the other weekend <laughs> and this one it's called tombstone and it this thing has a, a a horizontal like i don't know if it was a blade or sledgehammer and this thing would destroy like concrete blocks bowling balls oh. all this stuff and he he went up to this with, with the other component opponent it was like a one seed versus a 16 seed in their mm-hmm. setup and it was like a plastic it was called radioactive and he was just toying with <laughs> But this hammer on this thing, I, I was so like this destructive force that that thing had against these other robots. Oh, I was totally absorbed into watching that. And then it surprised oh, me too how many of those guys are using spectrum radios to control. Yeah, them. I've seen that. I, I know, right? That I would freak me out. <laughs> I couldn't believe. I couldn't believe all the spectrum radios that these battle bots. Uh, so I, I just wanted to share that because that that force on that that uh it made me think of his cutting sled uh, a little bit, just seeing that much destruction uh-huh. you know it was some way turn way up cool. the Wi-Fi it's killing us yeah <laughs> yeah yeah kid <you're> <laughs> what's that oh yeah oh dear brown out oh god <laughs> yep oh man hey oh, Mike didn't you oh. do the uh, the um, Andre didn't you do the phantom controller antenna boob job. Yeah, boob job. He calls it a boob <laughs> job. <laughs> <laughs> never even <laughs> thought of that. Yeah. You need uh, a bra for that. You need a bra. very great. nice in your hands, right? Oh, my gosh. A little small. 1950s torpedo. Yeah, 1950s torpedo bra. Torpedo bra. Yes. I'm telling you, though. That those are the best boob jobs that you can get. It looks like uh, something Madonna amazing. would wear. <laughs> <laughs> so you get really good range now, right? Oh, really that boob job gets now. good range. Yes. yes. Um, if anybody listened to the May trip, they will know that I full on had a massive, massive lockout. And, yes. And just it was just it was gnarly. So rather than risk it anymore, I ordered some uh, FPV long range. Uh, uh, coils, and this is unpowered. I didn't really need the powered boost. I'm not going for range. I'm going for single clarity because what for whatever reason, my P4 just seems super sensitive compared to what Chris was experiencing before he upgraded his antennas. And I noticed it last year when I'd start chasing planes with telemetry. You know, if we were trying to get any kind of uh, chase footage with the P4. As soon as I would come up to a plane which was transmitting back any kind of uh, data, my video would be terrible. And then if I got into a really active area um, like with cell singles and stuff, it was just bad. So I put this on yesterday. It's a, you know, like you're opening up your your expensive, you know, remote and, uh, you know, so much for a warranty. But actually, I can't even see a warranty being voided after this one because there's like no, you're not doing anything mechanical to it. You're just literally moving two antennas and dropping in two, uh, two new wires um, so it's it's quite painless to do, and if you just take your time and watch all the instructional videos, it's a piece of cake. Um, Result-wise, I put the Phantom in my backyard on my deck, turned it on, 
and I walk down the street and I was telling the guys before we started the podcast, my neighbor is looking at me as I'm going down the street with this set up. I got my tablet on, you know, got my remote in my hand, my tablet going, and he's looking in the sky. <laughs> like, what are you flying and where? And I'm like, no, nope, I'm just in my backyard. And of course it's very directional. So as soon as I turn my back, when I was all the way down the street, obviously I would drop and the moment I turn around and point towards the craft. So this means I'm shooting through houses and fences and trees. My ear, my, my phantom is low to the ground and I had a beautiful, clean, full control, full single. So I'm like, yay, because it is unbelievable. Well, Chris saw me, Chris mm-hmm. saw me completely just lose it. And I'm my like, dad's, oh. I think he did too. <clears throat> yeah. Your dad's right. And Yes, if I had popped up, I would have regained. But when I took off, um, it was like it was screaming at me, going bad single, so Wi-Fi and all the others jazz that we were flying around with. So um, someone asked me if it still fits in my carrying case. Actually, I removed. So to give a visual description, um, instead of the stock antennas now, which were just two whips basically, which come off the top of the remote and you could spin them around, I now have a 3D printed base which hooks onto the bottom clip of the remote, and then I have two coiled antennas on a uh, acrylic piece of plastic. So the the antennas are now lower, but they're spread out uh, from the remote, and then the antennas actually screw into the top where the stock antennas were. So I can remove this, uh, very easily, just unscrew the two, two barrels, remove the clip, uh, the, the, which holds the entire, you know, antenna assembly. And I've actually modified my, uh, my Phantom 4 case. Um, so I, I, well, I hauled out a bunch of foam and I can actually put the whole assembly back inside my carrying case. Um, about the only thing I'm probably going to do is take some old uh, 5.8 or 2.4 antennas or whatever I've got lying around and put them on the connectors. That way, if anything ever, if I accidentally ever power up the radio, I'm not worrying about blowing up my radio. So because there's no antennas there, full load basically. Yeah. So I don't remember how much this cost, but I felt it was worth the price after having that uh, that blackout because that was pretty gnarly. So um, I haven't done a range test, and I don't really care about distance. I just want maximum single when I'm you know, in close and, and flying around my are area. The, so are there problem areas in your area that you'll be able to test? Oh it yeah. See the improvement on. Okay. Oh, cool. I'll know. Even, even last weekend I was flying, I was flying by myself in the middle of nowhere and I was still taking video hits and I'm like, Holy, you know, it's just, it's just, uh, you know, the school that we fly by has a really powerful 2.4 Wi-Fi, and I can see that. And people have been hit before. And then there's a cell tower. There's a couple of cell towers in the area we know of as well. So I'm um, eager to and, yeah, I'm there. just yeah. exactly. And then all the trees and everything. So, I mean, I've, I've flown Chris's P3 Pro with a similar antenna setup. And it was just, you know, we're behind. We're at Wayne's place. And we dipped down. He's like, yeah, go down below the school, the, the tree line. So I'm behind Wayne's house, a set of trees. And it still had perfect lock. So you're like, okay. You know, so mm-hmm. it's just, and it's just, it's a really clean they're just a simple coil, you know, but it's it's a really clean install, so well worth the money. And you know, like initially, I was like, "Holy moly, I'm going to open up a very expensive piece of equipment and void the warranty." But I'm like, eh, "I'm a month away from my warranty being expired on it anyhow, so who cares?" And you just follow the video, and the guy's like, "Yeah, pull off this piece, pull off this piece, remove those four screws." And I did also pony up and add the HDMI uh, input, so eventually I can run goggles or a screen uh, externally from the uh, tablet. Cool. So um, that that'll be cool. Yeah. Of course, I forgot to buy a mini HDMI cable, <laughs> so I got to order something. Hmm. 
but uh, and then so it's going to be what goggles do I do I buy a set of fat sharks with an HDMI input or do I go another route? So, hmm. yep. David, I got a question for you about cell phone towers because I've actually had uh-huh. few emails about people saying that cell phone towers have caused problems, and I've even had one where a guy said his phone was ringing in his pocket and he lost signal and this and that and. Personally, like flying around Chad's with that giant tower, I mean, I think a couple times, Mike, you had <laughs> my age quad yes. definitely dropped. Like, right. I, but I mean, I'm only like feet away right. from it. So. But how many so you years? You were kissing the tower. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> For anybody so, that's never seen that video, probably never go out, so they <laughs> don't even ask. <laughs> um, uh, but we've never really had any any major problems not, or nah. anything. And I've had my cell phone ring. Matter of fact, I've I've had it ringing you know why i was using it and you know there was With never yeah, yeah nothing so is is that a myth david or is there actually you know s- possible that it can can cause problems and uh, you should be fine i mean every um everything that's transmitting really powerfully mm-hmm. is going to create interference with any other radio system mm-hmm it depends on how well the thing that you're receiving with is um you know like what do you call that uh shielded like mm-hmm. how well it's shielded against other frequencies but cell towers do not work on the same frequencies that we use they're the yeah, they're they don't i think i can't remember the highest frequency now on uh, American systems, but usually it used to be 900 megahertz. Mm-hmm. At least it is in in Sweden uh-huh. used for that. Um, can't remember 4G what that is, but um, that's why you can't use 900 megahertz systems in Europe because that interferes with cell phones. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, the the signal, the frequency is lower than anything we use. They do not want to be on a frequency which anything else uses. Yeah, right. Because cell phones are so important mm-hmm. that they don't want to be even close to anything else. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So you should be fine. Even if your phone is ringing in your pocket, you should not get any yeah. bad effect on your system unless you're using a frequency which you shouldn't be using. Got you. Yeah. And uh, Wi-Fi... Wi-Fi and security systems are your worst enemy right now. Yes. The security system, especially in America, mm-hmm. they are ultra powerful. Wow. They're, and they transmit uh, all the time. Mm-hmm. There is no frequency hopping or anything. So, yeah, they will kill your signal because they flood the whole spectrum. Right. And it, it was, I don't know if you heard, David, too, we were talking about on the last podcast, it was very interesting that this year at Flight Fest East, there was tons of DSMX or D, DS, what do I want to say, DSMX X. spectrum dropouts this year, like an unusual oh, no, amount. really? Yes. And we couldn't <laughs> figure out why. But I mean, think of, the, think of the year shock. before. <laughs> it, I mean, with all the people we had the year before, it was fairly good. Yeah. Um, you even flew my radiant on a DSM-2 receiver in the world record. I, yeah, you had a few the, little hiccups yeah, here and there. thank you for telling me afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I had, a DSM-2. It didn't work so well. But considering... 
you know, all those people last year, it was very good. You know, I flew my Phantom around all all weekend, even through the combats with hundreds of pilots out there, never had any problems. But this year, for yeah. some reason, uh, I don't know why, but even Andre was saying uh, the FR Sky stuff was having issues too, but nobody really knows I, what I, changed. And I tease Chris, I'm like, I'm envisioning someone in a tent somewhere just like, just jamming everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think someone in the neighborhood there is using some kind of security system or something. Mm. I think because it got worse and there's some spots when you flew there that was yeah. like you get knocked out. Yeah. Like you lose signal a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I think that plus the air just being full of stuff is yeah. not helping. And, and the guy in the tent. Yeah. And the guy in the tent. <laughs> yeah. It would have been really, Man. really interesting though to have a spectrum analyzer. There. Yeah. And oh, you know yeah. what? I bet I bet Alex Grieve had one. He I wonder if he did. did. Yeah, yeah, he usually has one. Just to check to it see out, where see it was what the heck it was. Can you determine where they're originating with the spectrum, or you just see it's out there? I don't know. If I never you use a very one. directional antenna and then you block it with it. your body and mm-hmm. turn around, you can kind of get it. Cool. Uh, That's cool. That's kind of it. Cool. Yeah. All right, Mike, you want to talk about our flying a little bit? I guess. I was going to say. Well, I talked about All right. Yes. Go ahead. Hey, we got Chad Capper in here hanging out with us oh, listening no. to the show. Mike said, "Hey, I'll, over see, later. I'll see you later, there, Chad." Hey, Chad. Um, well, first thing I want to say, we were talking about this last weekend. Mike's Mike and I have been out flying the last couple weekends, which been really good. It seemed very therapeutic for you. You were dire need all the hours you're working and stuff. Yeah, last weekend was the weekend before we had issues again, oh. and I don't did, I don't even remember if we actually were flying though. I, we didn't. I don't think we did. No, because we. we we had too many issues. Chad says no more lies, Mike. He uh, doesn't want to hear any more about him programming your radio. <laughs> the special mix. Uh, <laughs> I know. I, I He had to have done that. That's all I know. I couldn't have done that. Coordinated turns. Coordinated turns. Um, but anyway, we were laughing last weekend, Andre, because when all of us kind of got our radians and it was me and... Um, uh, Wayne and we were talking about and even even David when he was here Mike was kind of against the radian thing there for a while he's like we we're like come on Mike you got to get a radian join in with us and hang out and do nah it's not my thing I didn't really I don't like I, it or I may have said the sky surfer is good enough for that kind of and he was just kind of like I don't want don't want to deal with it and then when did you actually get your radian i got it at the toledo show chad was with me and we were keeping an eye out for one mm-hmm. and we came across one i'm like is that a pretty good he's like you that's better good, buy it yeah they're just getting too hard to find and that's probably been what four years ago has it been maybe? that long i really? don't know yeah but anyways I, I picked it up there at the toledo show i remember because it just seems but I don't know what actually sold me on it. I just I, don't know. I had my eye on it, probably because of you guys. That I could mean, we, be. And then I'm like, I'm getting one. Because so. it really only seems like the last couple years you've really like, hey, oh, let's fly the Radiant. Where before, I'm like, Mike, yeah. what? No, I want to fly the Radiant. <laughs> and now I'm telling you to bring it yeah. every time we go out. And I, and I always want you to bring the original. You're always bringing that XL, XL, I know. XL. I'm like, quit bringing the XL and bring the regular one. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, you did the last time we flew. Or we would have been out of commission. Right. Are there mystique? So we went out the weekend before. We get out there. I'm trying to think back. My memory's terrible. I'm losing my mind. But anybody that knows, we talked about at Flight Fest, I was having, or I have been having radio issues when, when Andre come down, we were having problems with the Altera, mm-hmm. and we thought it was a receiver. And then we go to 
uh, flight fest and I go to fly the XL and it's not working. I'm like, Oh my gosh, my radios, there's something wrong with my radio. I'm going to send it in. So we go to fly a couple weekends ago. I bring the XL back out and we were, we were going to fix this problem. I bring my DX eight. I'm like, screw the nine. We bind, I take it all apart or it's apart. I bind the DX eight. Everything's good. We check everything out. (laughs) Well, when you take the wing off, yeah, there, we, that's what we, we put to the wing on, we get ready to go, Andre, nothing. I'm like, well, that's odd. So we take it all apart, rebind the DX9, David. It binds back up with the DX9. We put it all together. We go to fly it, nothing. And I'm like, okay, what the heck hey, is going David, on I, now? Well, I said, well, the only, well, I think maybe I know, I discovered it, but you kind of knew to look where the wing, something was going on with the wing. So obviously. we, we tried one more time. We took the wing back off because, you know, you got to take the wing off to bind it. We bound it to the DX8, checked everything out again. Everything's great. I'm like, okay, we're good to go. Put it back together, get ready to go. Nothing. So I'm like, what is going on? So we take this thing all apart, and I'm, we're checking it and out. And we're inspecting it, it. and here, David, what happened? And I, I was just like, ah, <laughs> the antenna coming off of the receiver. receiver routes off the receiver down along the fuselage and into the back of the fuselage. But the wing screw mm-hmm. is right in but line with it. It came ah. right on top of the wing screw, and I screwed the wing screw right through, through the, the antenna and cut it in <laughs> half. <laughs> So with the wing off, it was getting enough power where everything's worked. Yeah. As soon as we put the wing back on, nothing. And and we right. thought that was like the resolve all. Yes. We're not so sure afterwards. But for that particular issue, we right. know that one was And I think that's off. the only thing I brought. I don't even remember if we flew. No. Did we even fly? No. no. So we said, heck with it. We were having all kinds of problems. There yeah, was I think we went to else. the Mexican restaurant. We did. We did. <laughs> Let's eat. Let's have a beer and eat. Can't fly. Let's eat. Terrible. But didn't we have something else, or didn't didn't you have a problem? And I I can't remember because you brought stuff to fly too, and we're like, well, let's just do this. But I wasn't gonna fly by myself. I don't think. I don't really. But it was a terrible day, and we're like, we better just quit while we're. It seems like I did have an issue. though. You had some kind of issue. There was something wrong. Was it the H? Oh, was the H? No, your your quad. That wasn't it. That day. Maybe it was. That you couldn't get it to take off, right? And we were for like, this is it. Yeah. Yeah. Bad ESC. Oh, the thing yeah, was I flipping wanted to try over. it real quick. Yeah. yeah. It must have been that weekend. Right. So we were like, you're right. Forget it. Let's give up. So next weekend, Mike's like, come on, man. We got to bring, bring the regular radio. I want you to come out. And it was a perfect day. It was, it was hot. We had the big cumulus clouds. A uh, little bit of wind, and uh, and I was at home. We were going to make this day work no matter what. We yes. took enough in our arsenal. Right. We're like, we're not getting to the field. And not so I lo- I loaded up the two mistake. regular Radians, and then at the very last minute, because the XL is out of commission, I'm like, oh, you know what? Right. My Mystique's been hanging on the wall for a year. I haven't got it out. We're thermal flying. Perfect day. We're taking the Mystique. So I pack it up, get it in the car. I bring out the nine. I think I brought my eight. We're, we're golden. We get out. We get oh, well. We, we first fly the multi. Yeah, we flew we ran the multi batteries. Yeah, those. so we flew like I flew five, five, five batteries. Yeah, my tricopter chasing each other around. I'm flying the little Vortex 150. Um, oh, that was an interesting thing too, David. Um, we were in our big field. And you've been there. I know Ernie was, a, was there too. It, I remember. Yeah, some micro. It, it, it was a long time ago. But there's a couple little sheds out in the middle of the field, 
And yeah. it was getting hot. Mike's always complaining about the heat. And he's like, I got to sit in the shade. I got to sit in the shade. <laughs> well, he can relate. I, I burn in the moonlight and so does so, Dave. So, we're looking for <laughs> so I'm like, okay, we'll sit in the shade. Well, it was rather interesting that going around the back of the building and then it kind of drops down over a very small hill. And first time I didn't realize it, but the second time I, I knew what happened is I was going around the back of the building, kind of down that little hill a little bit, nothing. Quadcopter just died and auger into the ground. But I still had video signal. I'm like, huh, that's kind of weird. And I got over there and the battery was was undone. I thought, well, maybe I didn't have the plug all in. So we, we crank back up, more flying around again. I come around the back of that building again, got real low and I'm cranking around. Boom, same thing. It just dies. Video signal's good. Controller dies. Well, here we found out just between that building and that little bit of dip coming around the back of the building, David, that that sucker was losing radio signal. The hmm. 2.4 was just, it couldn't go like through the building and, and through the ground off that little dip instantly. And everywhere else, I was good. We we took it up. We checked it all out. But the second I got around behind that building and that dip, you were it, blocking it. Too same much. thing yeah. every time. And so I went and sat on the other side of the building. Never had a problem after that. Yeah, you can sit in your sun and enjoy. Yeah, it. I just stayed out in front of us. <laughs> I didn't have to. But I just crazy. thought that was a little unusual that just that building and that little dip that it couldn't get the radio signal. I was really shocked. About Did that. you have your body in between as well? Yes, I did. The bot it had the He bot was blocking it good, I think. The body, the, the building, hill. and a little bit of, little <laughs> what do you bit of ground. Come on, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, that's why you had signal on the video because you have that on your head and mm -hmm. you have a lot more power in your video transmitter. Oh, if anybody hears that's my little puppy. We just got a puppy and he's downstairs. Oh lying. no. Yeah. So um, but anyway, we had a good time with multi rares. I tried desperately to get Mike to go do some flips and some rolls. Oh, and no, yeah, he's like, ah, <laughs> I, I just can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> all right. So I get, I get the, uh, mystique all out. Everything's good. Get it all together. We go to fly, turn on the radio. Nothing. Andre. I had nothing on the mystique. Like what is going on? Like first I think. It's my radio. Then I think, oh, it's not my radio because we, as as you guys know, I had trouble with the Obtera. We couldn't get it. It wouldn't even, you know, it would say it was bound. We had no radio, no nothing. No, came home, fired it up, boom, perfect. The Obtera is fine. Uh, we had the Obtera, I think that that day too, didn't we or not? Anyway, I've had no problems with the Obtera. Go to take it out again. Turn the radio on. Put the battery in, nothing again. Now with the Mystique. So I think I had the combination I, of problems. I think the XL was an exception because that was the antenna because I've never had any problems with that. But now I really, really think I have a radio problem. So I go, okay, we'll redo the Mystique. I rebind everything. I had to get online. I'm checking the throws. And you did this with the, the DX8 at this point, right? No, or DX9. Uh, still the 9. It rebound. Everything was good. We had full control. Remember, we were checking everything. Everything was good to and go, Andre. The, and I'm out in the field at this He's point. He's ready to like, go. And you're looking back at me like this guy. I'm like, what's going on? I, gr I grabbed the, the Mystique. I go I go to head out. I, I tap the throttle. No throttle. <laughs> He had everything but throttle. I had everything but the throttle. We couldn't get the throttle to work. Uh, uh, oh, my god! Next thing I know, I see him going back to the truck, getting the old radiant out. I'm like, yes. Yep. 
<laughs> Mr. Reliable. Yep. Uh, thankfully, so, you brought it this time. I had two. I, I didn't two. know you had two. I got two, yes. Uh, and your carbon rod and everything. I had two carbon go. rods. <laughs> I, I was like, <laughs> we ended up having so, a great time with that. Yeah. And I took my chair where I could lay horizontally. So there we go. David, you can appreciate this. We get our two lawn chairs out and we get out there. And in the I got the, the old field. style one where it's like for like sunbathers. Yes. Where you lay, Mike that doesn't I like the perfectly sun. vertical. I've, I've turned it into like a goose hunting chair too. I painted it all camouflage. He, he lubes himself all up with PF 100. <laughs> Gets out there, lays out in his lawn chair. You can't even find these lawn chairs. Believe me, we struggle long and hard with my cousin to get these old style lawn chairs that lay level now, and flat. The funniest thing is, is here's two dudes <laughs> laying <laughs> out in the middle of a field, look like they're sunbathing, looking at the sky, and all these cars are driving by. And the one point, the one car it's like stops, so slow. Like, yeah, looking at us so like. What are these two dudes out there just laying in the middle of a field sunbathing looking in the sky? I mean, they stopped, stopped and looked for a it while. Did, like, did. Oh, uh, we get it. Yeah, fun boys. we're pretty high, too. Yeah. I mean, when we fly those. But, yeah, we got a lot of funny looks at day. Like, if you're in a car, you can't see through the roof and see. Yeah, there's no fly. way they could see. They you know, we're, we're cruising around, so the radios are just kind of sitting down on our lap. It's, you know, they had no clue what was going on, what we were doing out there. It was just and funny. We, thankfully, we did hit one extreme thermal, which yeah. I'll leave you discuss, but that was so much. So we were, we were out cruising around, and um, we hit a couple pretty good thermals. I that mean, one, you di- you had to dive a lot. You, oh. got, you got uncomfortably high. Um, David, we were cranking around, and I was probably already a good good ways up probably five six hundred feet somewhere around there and um i got in a, a boomer david and this thing took off and i'm going mike 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 you gotta get and over then here. i got over and i got gotta get over here too, thankfully this thing went up so quick and so high i couldn't get it down david i was Ooh. i was full back and spiraling and the thing was not it I mean it wasn't going higher, but I couldn't get it down. It was level. I was sweating. <laughs> my heart was beating. I was like, "Oh my god, Mike, I can't get I out of it. it. I can't get out of it." <laughs> and it was already it was, when Mike said I was a speck and I, and I was way up there. I was way up there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And then he comes over well, and gets the, in it. And then I at one point it was it might have been before this. I was pretty high and I heard a jet coming in for approach. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? This sounds this sounds close. I just start diving immediately. As soon as I heard it, I just start diving like crazy because I'm like, and it did. It came over low, yeah. but I was well out of the range, right. obviously. And just so everybody time, knows thankfully. where we fly, we are just outside of the five miles from the airport. So we are legal. But depending on what runway they use, I man, this one came they right come, over this time. Yeah. They come pretty close to We're the like field. looking. I'm like, I hear it. How close is that? And I'm like, you know what? I don't even care. Yeah. I'm I'm just diving yeah. in right now. I don't even care. I hear something in the yeah. air. I'm coming down. <laughs> Especially with the radian. Yeah. But uh, we had a good day. I mean, we were just, uh, that was the best thermal we had. I mean, we, we got out of that one, landed, and just kind of had to chill out for a minute because it was, it it was, was pretty intense. It was real fun. And then we got back yeah. up and cruised around. Oh, so good. That plane, that plane is just so good. Like, Oh, I just can't get over like how good it was and how well they flew. And I taped our wings on just to be Yeah, safe. Mike got nervous I got because <laughs> his wings, I just didn't want them folding up on him. It, I flew, I'm trying to think, I think I flew the original Radian that I have. I have an original that 
that I still have when it first came out and it's getting pretty wore out and the wings are pretty loose. I need to put a little tape around the outside to make them tired. So <laughs> David, after I got down and landed, look, the wings were just hanging on. Like they were Ooh. almost out. And I was like, whoo, that was a little close. So Mike's like, when we change batteries, go, Mike's like, you will better put a little, I go, ah, screw it. It's fine. Let's go. You know, I was ready to get back up. Mike's like, no, no, I don't just think so. He's over there putting tape on my wings. He's like, I don't want you to lose it. Especially when you're diving out of thermal that you can't get out of yeah I mean, oh man it was good oh, man. really good time so the 9x what are you doing with your dx9 are you sending it back yeah i think i'm gonna have to send it in i i really think there's a problem with it like i don't know i don't know it's it has an issue but the thing is it doesn't do it all the time like i could fly like we flew which when he said he wanted to fly that i'm like you know what I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust your radio at all. I'm like, get the DX8 yeah, yeah, or whatever. I'm like, Mike's I'm, like, hey, you I shouldn't just, even fly with that DX9. I go, well, I mean, once, you're gonna lose it in the middle of flight here. Once it it binds up to the whatever, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would not sure. say it's, it's okay, okay until it's not. Yeah, intermittent issues. I am not okay with. I'm sorry. No. no. <laughs> Oh, That's what he kept saying when I one. I kept working on the on the mystique and he kept going, Maybe you shouldn't even try maybe you shouldn't fly. I'm like, ah, it's fine, we'll just rebind it, we'll go fly them. It's fine. He's like, I don't know, man. I have to <laughs> Off she goes. He thinks it's locked in, it's it's yeah, good it's forever. Good. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. You scare yeah. me with those yeah. statements. Oh. So yeah, we had a good time. It was uh, good to get oh, out. Oh, I, I saw that Mike Finley's going to be in town, and I oh, can't yeah. wait to get together with him. So he's yeah. going to be here from Monday to Thursday. I'm going to run it by Chad, see if he can meet up for dinner or something maybe. Cool. But it'll be nice to see him hang out. Yeah. My, I, 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 well, a great got, friend that I've established. Are you guys going to blow something up? or I don't no. have any plans <laughs> of it. I mean, I still got some firecrackers, though. <laughs> if he wants to, I'm game. Oh, my gosh. You should send that cup to David. He'll 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 make it disappear for you. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. In a lot safer manner than what I'll probably be doing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, I did hear about that. You don't have a bunker. <laughs> I still By can't way, believe that piece flew a hundred yards. That's a long way. Yeah, that is yep. a long way. Wow. How large? How large? Up to see the puppy. How large was that piece that flew a hundred yards away? That's the whole rocket. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's everything on the rocket except for the top. <laughs> wow. Holy moly. Yeah, the, so you don't want to be in the wrong no, end of it. No. That's serious shrapnel there. Yeah. You guys uh wanna cap off the podcast, wanna read some emails? I haven't read any emails for oh, a yeah. while. Yeah, we haven't done emails in a long time. I know. All right. Oh, let's oh, read before that. Yeah. I, found my original fun jet the white one you're nice. kidding from 2009 you're kidding nice. it's in perfect shape it's the one i flew above the clouds and it was all gorgeous at 100 milliwatt 1.3 gigahertz video transmitter on it oh my gosh and, oh my gosh it was so nice and so fpv has not come far since that it's pretty crazy because i still use that transmitter sometimes in other yeah. things mm-hmm. and i still use a security camera for flying fpv more or less they've been right. they've become a little bit better yeah but not a lot but now i wanted to put the um run cam split in it oh mm. that would be so nice and have my 
F3FC and the uh, power distribution board with built-in current. Mm -hmm. So you get telemetry, mm -hmm. you get altitude, you get um, auto level, and all that fancy stuff. And it'd be so nice to have a nice light setup because now we can use the uh, um, the 2300 kV uh, motors from the the Emax motors that we use on the quads. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is perfect with a 645 prop. Um, yep. And it weighs like a third of the motor I used to have in it, which produced the same amount of power. Isn't that wow. crazy? So, yeah, and I fly it on a 4S 1300. It's going to be yep. nice and light, fast, mm -hmm. and make a gorgeous sound. Yeah. Yeah. I love that plane. I love the old white one. It's so good. I know. Like the, the one that you have in the back there. Yeah. The, the newer one, the Ultra. The Ultra Fun Jet. It's just. Yeah, it's too heavy. I agree. My taste. I want I it totally as agree. light as possible. Yes, it thing is just a big giant block. It is a heavy like. Once you get it up in the air, it's okay. But trying to get it, the biggest thing with that is uh, getting it off the yeah, ground without it it, torque rolling into the ground. The, the easiest way I found is you hold it by the wingtip, hit full throttle, and just let it spiral straight up, and then level it off. That's about the easiest <laughs> way to take off with that thing. And I don't fly it much. It's just that thing's ridiculous. Like it's. <laughs> way ridiculous but the funny thing is for that now that you brought up the ultra fun jet that's like you know nowadays the big four cells and and up or whatever that thing just on a regular three cell 3000 does like 120 mile an hour stock like yeah for a three cell it's an insane something can do that you know it is very it's efficient yeah. it's sleek yeah very sleek i flew chad's his ultra and it was a 3S setup. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's like, oh, I wonder if we throw a four cell in it, if it goes <sighs> over 100 miles an hour. I'm like, yeah, I'm game. So we threw a four cell in it. I took <laughs> take off, and he has the radar gun out. Uh -huh. So he's standing in the middle of the field. And I go, I point it um, <laughs> like, towards us, go full throttle. <laughs> and it's just... It, it's just that sound is insane. It just screams, uh -huh. comes towards us, and Chad's shouting, 100 miles an hour. <laughs> and the plane goes, Oh, that's the one that hit the ground. Like, and not far from Chad because I got a radio lockout because the the ESC, the, B, and the BEC on the ESC shut down oh. because it wasn't made for 4S. Right. So I had, the radio just shut off. Oh, wow. And, so it just, and there was nothing left of that plane. I remember that now that you say that. I Because I, I think Chad and I bought, almost bought him at the same time. The fun Oh, one. really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And we were talking about it. He goes, yeah, mine's uh, gone. <laughs> it didn't, it didn't last long. On it. I, yeah, it didn't <laughs> last didn't long at all. Didn't someone do that with the Vigan? They put a four-cell battery. Wasn't that Steve from Freefall? Oh, yeah. It, it, uh, the it was a six-cell. Wasn't it a six-cell, Andre? Yeah. Do you remember? It's made it for a four-cell. It didn't last long. No, I think it lasted 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. it, got, it got up and made, started to make a turn, and poof, it caught on fire. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All right, we'll read a couple emails, then we got to get out of here. I hear a puppy downstairs who's uh, going ballistic, so I probably got to get him outside. Uh, let's see. This is actually a crash story. I don't know if these are all crash stories. Some of these just might be people sending in emails. This one's by Miles Spear. He says, Late one evening, my dad, brother, and I went out to a friend's house to go fishing. 
He had a pond about an acre in size surrounded by 40-foot tall trees. Being a weak intermediate pilot and a bit headstrong about my skills, I made a bad decision about making my first flight off of water here. I had an FT Spitfire on floats, which was treated for water. That's what he says. FT Spitfire on floats. He says, note, these floats were hastily put on and did cause some taxiing issues. After having moderate success fishing, I got out my plane, battery, and transmitter out of the car, walked down to the water's edge, turned everything on, sat the plane in the water. My only intention was to do some quick taxiing tests with the plane, but after about 10 or so minutes of just lazy taxiing, hey, this is getting boring, let's put her in the air, right? He says, I got yeah. bored. So, feeling a little bit cocky, I decided to do a quick flight around the pond. I taxied down to the end and slowly added power and pulled up. For a few agonizing seconds, my plane bobbed up and down rather violently in the water. Then about halfway down the pond, I took off. The little Spitfire couldn't handle the size of the floats and began to waddle in the air immediately. And I began to regret my decision. Then out of the corner of my eye, I saw it getting uncomfortably close to the 40-foot high trees. I rolled hard right to avoid the crash. And as I was doing it first, I forgot to pull back, thus causing the plane to roll f- nose first into the water. I ran over to the crash site to see the extent of what happened. When I got there, I realized I just couldn't fish the plane out of the water. I had to go get my fishing pole. So after 20 minutes, I got the catch of the day. And if there's anything I can take away from this is A, never overestimate your abilities. And B, never throw common sense out the window. Thanks, guys. Love the show. <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah, more power. Uh, yeah, more, power. more pictures of that. I yeah. want to see the floats on the, uh, yeah, on the Spitfire. Now, I'm gonna read this one because I never really thought of this too much, but I could see how this could definitely go wrong. And this is an apprentice crash story, so this could be geared a little bit more towards beginners or somebody who's getting an apprentice. And this is from our uh, buddy Joseph Germain, who we met up at uh, Toledo. Toledo. Yep. Says I have an inter- interesting crash story for you, and it could be a debate on the Horizon's safe technology. I was at a field with my apprentice, and another guy showed up with his. He didn't seem too confident in himself, and he took off right away. And he was too high of an altitude and not enough airspeed, and he stalled and went f- full throttle straight into the asphalt runway with a loud smack. The plastic nose completely exploded into a million pieces scattered all over the runway. The tail was cracked and the motor ejected. He said that he assumed he was in safe beginner mode, but ended up being in advanced mode. It's mode. Yeah. So, one key thing to remember, guys, with these Horizon planes, if you're starting out, you know, check that switch. Make sure, especially if you got a newer radio that can talk to you. And I'm terrible about this, absolutely terrible, because yeah. I don't want to take the time. You can put on there any kind of custom voice you want. And it's a good thing if you got the three position switched, you know, if you're on beginner, intermediate, or advanced label mode, is put a voice on there, beginner mode. Yeah, there you go, Andre. Beginner mode, intermediate <laughs> mode, advanced mode. And you know exactly before you take off of what mode you're in. Because I could definitely see that yeah. happening. So he said the kid was pretty upset that, you know, it was his fault. Yeah, listen to you. That would drive me nuts. Stabilization on. There you go. <laughs> God love it. It's a little bit seductive, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> stabilization is on. 
<laughs> Gyro is on. <laughs> oh, making an approach. <laughs> approach denied. <laughs> Runway is closed. <laughs> it's been shut down for repair. Doing a flyby. <laughs> But you know what? It's an interesting point, Chris, because uh, there are certain, like the Sukhoi, it's like you, you had to look at the control surfaces to figure out what mode you're in, right? Yeah, exactly. Or something like the Apprentice, what about a light in the belly, you know? Yeah, something, mm, yeah. Uh, anything that you know. It would be hard. We are uh, shut down gosh. for monthly repairs. You know, I wanted yeah. to share with Tim Tim Morrell, too. We yeah. tried to put a Verometer in my radio. Oh, yeah. We got to talk about that and real quick. Because I, I was so appreciative to get this. And, and unfortunately, I'm still too old school. <laughs> my radio will not handle yeah, so the Verometer. Very nice. Tim Morrell, our yeah. buddy, big fan of the show, brought you a telemetry and Verometer so for your spectrum. He's like, yeah. Chris always has this and talking about it. He goes, you need one, too, and gave it to you. So you're like, oh, man, you got to come over and put this in. Now, before we checked everything out, I I had reserves that I'm not 100%. It works with the DX8. When you said that, I was like concerned too. And then I said, oh, it has telemetry in my radio. I thought, oh, great. I have telemetry. Well, telemetry, I found out is different from Verometer. So I I couldn't remember right off the top of my head if if it would actually beep or, you know, obviously we knew the DX8 didn't have the voice and they have the DX8 Generation 2 now, which is like the DX9, blah, blah, blah. So we're like, all right, let's, let's put it in. So we put it installed it in your radio i believe right and then bound up and everything and turned it on and nothing was showing up in your radio and then i was like oh man i I really don't think well we had we had the telemetry i think yeah we had the volts or or something or whatever but we didn't have the vario so i got on horizon's website looked up the vario and looking at the yeah no option for the regular dx8 only the generation (laughs) so bummed out so i'm gonna let you put it in your rating because you said you didn't have one in your radio but mike might be getting a new radio no 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 you you were asking me like well how much is the dx9 but then you said you had to uh reconfigure all your models you do i don't i don't want to do that come on i am not doing that. i'll do it for you (laughs) you can get the dx8 generation 2 I, we can read. You would it. never be able to do it because all my remember all my stuff's hidden, buried in. We can just ask. Yeah. Yeah. All we got to do is put in the coordinated terms. We're good. Uh, but yeah, I was bummed out. The Verometer, and I'm just not in the market for radio. I just too much effort. Too much effort. <laughs> And what would I get a Tyrannus or a Spectrum Nine? I, well, I have to get a Spectrum because all my receivers no, get are Spectrum. Stick with the Spectrum. You're, all yeah. your aircraft are yeah. set up for that. Yeah. I mean, I'd have to be a know. nine then. All right, this yeah. is uh, from Paul Jagger. He just has some suggestions here, and I wanted to throw this out here to see if anybody else, if if it was uh, just Paul or if other people, but I'd like to get some feedback on it. it says, love listening to you, but some suggestions. Intro music when you start. Uh, the show, the music needs to be turned down more. I want to hear you guys and not struggle to decrypt the voice versus the music. No more than 30 seconds total. It's all about you guys and not the background noise. Yeah, we just, I didn't think we'd do too much of it. We just throw a little bit in there. Just the intro, right? Yeah, just, you know, so if anybody else has that, I mean, we can cut that out, but I just throw it in there just to make it, make it sound professional, even though we're, we're definitely not. (laughs) 
Sorry. Uh, Yeah. Also, Andre, he said, is there any way that we can do links to the podcast notes? It's just easier for me to find what what products you were talking (laughs) about, your website and social media links. Crashcast podcast would be a good example. Please tell Wayne he is missed. And he says, uh, I wouldn't mind if you copied over the old FT After Hours podcast to the new site. Please skip that. Oh, I won't say what the rest of you said. Anyway. Notes? Uh, right, right here's my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, well, I that's... guess we could, if we're doing reviews and stuff like that. Well, not even reviews, but any of the new models and stuff. We probably could. Put we, we've never done show notes. Like, right. I mean, Google Docs would be nice. Just a do shared that. document. Yeah, yeah that's, that's that's what Tested does as well. So, yeah. okay. That's All right. We can work on. We'll think about that. We'll keep that in mind. So, but that was yep. just some suggestions. I wanted to throw it out there, see what other people thought. Um, let's see. We'll do one more here. Another crash story. Oh, I wanted to read this for a couple reasons. One, uh, this guy is from Ottawa, so I figured you would appreciate that. And hmm. there was something else when I read this. Oh, anyway, let's just get to it. Uh, his name was Christopher Trent, Trish, T-R-I-N-H. How do you say it? Trish? Tri? Trent? Is it Canadian, Andre? I don't know. I, What's Canadian? Uh, okay, <laughs> anyway. I'm 15 years old. I've been following FT After Hours for days and always love the crash stories. Here is mine. I've been in the hobby for just over a year and recently got into multi-rotors. I got a QAV R5 5-inch frame using Flight Test Power Pack E and a good NAS32 with Spectrum Satellite Control. Flew a few packs, line of sight, and a few more under the goggles. I decided to let my sister sit under the goggles while I flew my last pack of the day. I went up, flew a little bit in angle mode, and just as I was learning, I went to horizon mode a bit also. After completing some rolls and flip... Listen, this is why I'm reading this, Mike. Uh, He's just new to the hobby. (laughs) He's 15 years old. He's just started flying, and he's doing rolls and flips, Mike. uh, Rolls and flips. You see that? Rolls and flips. He's advanced. No. (laughs) That's why I wanted to read this. So I know you can do it. Next uh, time we're out, we're doing rolls and flips. I just don't want to damage we, we'll, things. We'll, we'll, we'll take out the uh, the, um, the torrent. The torrent. Uh, if it's your crap. Oh, I see. <laughs> I got it. Uh. It's mine. Sure, we'll do all the rolls and flips you want. I'll do endless flips. Anyway, he says, after completing some rolls and flips... I did earlier. I thought, hey, why not do multiple flips in a row? Mind you, his sister's under the goggles. Uh, so So I punched out, sending up 20 meters or so, and started doing all kinds of flips, all while my poor sister was under the goggles. In the meantime, though, I lost orientation and crashed at the very top of the dirt. Luckily, nothing was broken, not even the prop. All but just the flight controller standoffs broke. And not just all of them. I went to the hobby shop, Andre's uh, famous great hobbies, and got some standoffs and repaired it and was back up the next day. That was my crash story. I hope it was a little entertaining. Uh, oh, and I, after listening to you guys ramble on, I just bought a Whippet. And I can't wait to try it out. But I still haven't got the well-loved Radian. Thanks, Christopher. So, two reasons. One, he's from Ottawa. And two, he does flips and rolls. Hmm. So, there you have it. Yep. Yep. All right, guys. I think that's it. We've been in here a couple hours. Um, David, we probably wore you out. Yeah. We appreciate you Thanks hanging out with us. us. 
Uh, hope no you guys problem. enjoyed it. I know if you was going to come to Flight Fest, I wasn't going to annoy you near as much. <laughs> that I was. I feel bad. It's easy to say now. I still feel bad about that. Yeah, we yeah, did. We, I yeah, I would love it. It would have been all yeah, about just but, hanging out and having a good time yeah. instead of fixing things. And getting money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because really, that's yeah, all we that did would... this year. We just kind of hung out. Yeah, we had... definitely did yeah. that. I mean, I only flew the Radian. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, me too. That's yeah, all me I too. Flew. So, all right, yeah. real quick before we go, I got to uh, throw a few plugs out here by helping us out. Thank you, David and RCExplorer.se for helping us out Woo! and keeping the podcast I got the, going. The beloved shirt on. I wish now you cannot get yeah, these so... shirts. Am I? Am I understanding? <clears throat> oh, speaking of RCExplorer. Yes. Speaking of RC Explorer, <laughs> David, more. we had numerous because uh, Mike and I wore our shirts. <laughs> oh, they're awesome! Fest. I want you got to get more, man. We had numerous people asking about those shirts, and we had one guy offer fifty bucks. I had another guy offer seventy dollars for your shirt. Ooh. And I was like, nope, ain't giving it up. He's like, 70. I go, nope, ain't giving it up. It was funny. Someone at Cedar Point was looking at the shirt and they're like, is that them fidget spinners? <laughs> My wife was laughing. I'm like, no, it's not fidget no. spinners. <laughs> Oh my gosh. No, you ruined it. Yeah. You ruined my logo. <laughs> no, that's what I said. I'm like, oh man, that guy knows nothing. <laughs> guy knows nothing. <laughs> um, no, six of them were made in total. How many? How many? Six. Wow. Wow. It's my favorite that. shirt. It know. is absolutely and my the favorite. The bad thing shirt. is, I, I love to wear it, but now I'm at the point where I don't want to wear it. Too much more. I don't want to wear it out. Well, I have know? to admit, I wore it two days in a row. <laughs> so oh. It's a little ripe in here. <laughs> I just love it. Yeah. I can't stand it. <laughs> I do have deodorant on this. So uh, we're good. But uh, yeah, thanks, dude. We really appreciate all the help and and you supporting us and getting us going here. So without you, I don't know if we'd be sitting. We're gonna here. have to make our like just make our own somehow. Yeah, just like to have a couple. I know. I can do that. We need some uh, RC after hours shirts. Yeah, well, uh, speaking of that, we're we're uh, uh, yep yeah, we're in the process right now. I was going to talk about that here in just a second. Um, also, if you want to help us out, keep this thing going. Uh, give David a break. Go to Patreon.com/slash/RCAfterHours. Anything helps, guys. Even if it's a dollar a month. If you guys pitch in a dollar a month, that really helps us uh, cover the cost, keeps things going, uh, pays Andre's exorbitant uh, fee that he charges me, and <laughs> and helps us get some products. So we really appreciate it all. I think we're up to, I don't know, 36 Patreons or something like that. So please, uh, nice. for you guys that have done that, thank you so much. Patreon customers, if you're listening, we are working on something for you hopefully this week we will know and have something you will be the first one uh, we are going to let know and have a little um something for you so keep an eye out we'll message you on patreon and we'll let you know what's going on so thank you guys also real quick um we have uh where does it go it's not on my sheet uh we have paypal.me uh, if you don't want to do the Patreon thing and just random want to throw us anything, pay, paypal.me slash rcafterhours. Uh, you can really help us out that way. So I uh, think that's it. Anything else yep. anybody wanted to add? Or are we good? Check out the Facebook page. Check out the Instagram, social media. We we love um, talking to everybody and having fun. You know, Was like Andrew that page, Facebook page. Uh, we're kind of working on some stuff. Okay. We'll so I don't want to, yeah. 
we don't have anything official. I hate throwing anything out there because every time I do, something happens and it doesn't work. So, But I would just say we are <laughs> kind of like an XL or an Optera. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us on Facebook. It's a lot of fun to hang out with you guys, see Absolutely. your comments, answer your questions and comments. We enjoy doing it. I hope you guys do too. Um, Can't wait to see Michael Finley. I see he's on yep. here. So see you um, soon, buddy. Thanks, David, again for joining out or joining us, hanging out and uh, sharing your new YouTube adventures. We appreciate it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Thank you. So, That's a good episode. We'll to talk come. to you soon. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. We'll see ya. See ya. Bye. See ya. Bye. See ya.